Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live today from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. We're going old school today, Prano. Are we recording? Is that running? You see the numbers going? You're not trevoring me here, right? The audio you, you works. You've sort of been trevoring us the whole morning to this point so far. I think that's disrespectful to me. I really do. Or to Trevor, depending on how you no, look I've, at it. Not about he, him. He, I only, think... he only lost one. He only lost the audio on an episode. You're just, we've got nothing going on here. We're going. We're going prehistoric, dirty sports. Now is that my fault or is that I don't know tech issues that we're dealing with. I don't know. I don't want to know. I just want to show up, sit down. Well, look, I know you're a little agitated, today, but please don't throw me under the bus. I've been I, working that's for. What I do. I've been working for an hour. I got to stay on brand here to try to correct this problem. Yeah. Not hard enough, apparently. Well, we got we have we have a guest here today. He's agitated great, too because he's a great he, tug coker. He has worn his tiger red. He even brought champagne. He wore special socks. We were all planning to have this on video, and well, it's not happening. Tug, welcome back to the show. Hello, Andy. <laughs> My triumphant shout out to you. Still coasting. Still still riding high. From yesterday's festivities at Augusta. Hello, friends. <laughs> is that a Jim Nance? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. He I was... got sleep. I almost fell off the stool just hearing a Nance impression. Nance was crying, bawling his eyes out in Butler Cabin. What's Butler Cabin? Butler Cabin is the place in Augusta where the champions go and and Nick Faldo and, and, and Nance hold their interviews and things like that. What's Faldo's deal? Faldo is like an announcer, or uh, well, you know, former former. He's a six time major champ, three time Masters winner, three time British yeah. Open champ, and he's just he his, his persona is. I think he's sort of uh, lukewarm to the golf fans out there as a as a broadcaster, kind of milk toasty. I would say I did watch yesterday. Joe, did you watch? I I watched moments, but I was more once uh, Pacers Celtics started. I, I do want to say I, it quickly. I, I switched over to sports. I, yeah. Well, I feel like the NBA started a week earlier than they usually start. I don't remember this conflict in the past because um, I because I wanted to watch the Celtics game as well, but uh, the, they had to move up the weather uh, because of weather uh, the, the the tournament. Andy, what are your thoughts? But oh no, I'm actually here today. I wanted to come in person because I want you to say it. You said you were going to say it. I want you to say it into the microphone. Tiger is what? Well, I said if he won a major, he'd officially be back. So Tiger's back. Just as a soundbite, say it to me. It's nice and sweet. Tiger is back. Just let me hear it. Why do you let me just hear the, let me so just, much? Let me just hear it. See, by the way, I, I believe <laughs> if you do it, you, you should do it with the uh, conjunction. I think Tiger's back instead of Tiger is back. That way we can also use it. If he needs an excuse oh, yeah. for not winning a tournament <laughs> for ten years again, Tiger's back. What happened? Tiger's back. Yeah, I like that. Tiger's back. Also, maybe get a Tiger's knee in there and a Tiger's uh, pill addiction. 
Now, obviously, this has been one of your debates on social media with your 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 fans, the dirt balls, for so long. You guys feel defeated? I said, uh, yeah. I said, you, I was week, here for that. You did say this. I said it because this is the beginning of the season, and I actually, and I've said it time and time again on the show. I don't care about golf. The only thing that angers me is the the every. Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday of the tournament when Tiger tees off and he hits one screaming drive in his first round on Thursday, it begins and then it takes over the next four days of my life where I have to hear Tiger's back, Tiger's back, Tiger's back, then he finishes 15th and and I hear like, well, if he didn't have that really bad day on Friday, he would have been there and it would have been, and I go, and I just, I wanted to get it out of the way to start the season. I don't need it the whole season. I... In fact, knew that eventually he's going to win a tournament again. So he won good. one last year. So you, that, that, yeah. So good. Let's get yeah. it out of the way. I'm. I was over. I'm over the Tiger's back. Great. Tiger's back. He's officially back. So we can put that to rest. Andy, what were your thoughts watching the tournament yesterday? Well, I had a bunch of thoughts. One, I was like, I'm watching golf while I'm cooking breakfast. You know, this was this was a new thing for me. Uh, a few thoughts were, I think experience again as a guy who knows nothing about golf experience i think was key for him yesterday prano's italian boy melinari basically choked i mean i i again maybe i could be wrong i i know there's so much pressure but i think he choked right is that how we would put it i think I mean, I, he had what two double bogeys back to back that's right he, and he hadn't had a bogey in almost i don't know 54 hole or something like that yeah. in, in major uh, championship golf had one early because he wanted to get that out of the way, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like just to enlighten you know people who aren't big golf guys, this is the this is the preeminent tournament of the year for for most golf fans because it's the same course every year. Like every other every other tournament, a major, they rotate. It's a yeah. different tournament, so you're seeing different courses. But this is a, a course that everybody knows, like the back of their hand, because they see it every year, and everyone knows. On a, which which called Amen Corner eleven twelve and thirteen that you play the holes a certain way, and twelve is like this the this, par this three par three it's a short yeah. par three and you've seen you've seen people the people's, water. people's hopes die year after year I mean whether it's yeah you know Jordan Spieth a couple of years ago to to to, to Tiger's walking up on eleven he sees uh, Poulter hidden in the water he sees um. Brooks Kepka hit it in the water. He knows something's going on. Molinari steps up, doesn't even get a chance to get on the green, Terrible right into the shot. water. Yeah. And you see, and the, and the Jack Nicholas rule of thumb there is always play over the bunker. Don't play towards the pin, play yeah. over the bunker. Tiger does it. And then the next guy, Finau, hits it in the water, going at the pin. So you're right. I think experience did play a huge part with all these guys who are, you know, searching for their first Masters title. Pressure. And the other thing that's cool to watch is like, I think I think these guys got excited. These kids all love Tiger, you know, and then, then they start to think like we're better than Tiger because we watch Tiger Tiger struggle. But this is the first time these players, Kepkas of the world, Finals, guys who are really good, get to see the Tiger energy that he creates with the crowd. Like Kepka had to walk off the tee on seventeen because the roars—they're just a different roar. Which is when, which is this goes back to my thing. I don't care, but this is my problem with the whole thing is I will never, ever understand Tiger being the hero and not the villain. As he walks the earth in 2019, 
I will never understand that the majority, the overwhelming majority, yeah. the pretty much 100% of the crowd roots for him. You're my official co-host on the show because I respect your opinions. I don't understand that you sit here and you root for Tiger. I don't understand people who I don't understand how he how he managed to come out of this as something that people are rooting for instead of openly rooting against. I don't know how he's not Barry Bonds at the end of his career. I don't know how he's not, you know, like I get it. Everybody has this great thing from 10 years ago. My dad brought home Thriller the night it came out and sat us all down. I was like, watch this. Great. I shared that with my dad. Michael Jackson's a fucking creep. I'm not a Michael Jackson fan anymore. Like, I don't understand. My my buddy came and visited, but he was here this weekend. He is he's a sports guy, but he's not really a golf guy. He doesn't he's a surgeon, so he doesn't have time to listen to the Dirty Sports Podcast or peruse my Twitter really much. But we had it on on Saturday for a minute, and he goes, You hate Tiger, right? I was like, Yeah, of course. Of course I do. He's like, yeah, I don't understand. Because I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I hate Tiger? Why wouldn't I hate Tiger? I think for me, I understand the redemption. That's such an American thing. And I understand that. But I also understand Prano's point of the hypocrisy, which for me transcends sports. It's politics. It's pop culture. It's celebrity. And that's always been my issue. I agree with that as well is... I've come to the conclusion it's a Nike thing. Because I, I look at three main people. I say, Jordan, Jeter, the Tiger. All, all big Nike guys. And people have just been spoon-fed I mean, Jeter all. Jeter just wasn't that good. He didn't do anything wrong. But Jeter was also a Jordan guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he represented the Jordan brand. So he's a Nike guy. But I think... But Michael Jordan and Tiger have a lot in common because anybody that has any sort of insider knowledge is like kind of unanimous assholes yeah like not well liked not you know jordan's kind of a dick and tiger like at least in his younger days and now everybody's like oh now he's totally di- he's a different tiger he's nice tiger now it's like well that doesn't make it better so when you're on the top of the world you were a dick and now that you're down and out you're a nice tiger that that makes me hate you even more it's just it's i do find it fascinating that we root for the guy who was on top of the world who did all these things. And I'm not sitting here to judge because I'm not the greatest person and I know that. But he did them on his own. He wasn't born into bad circumstances like a lot of athletes. And and I thought about myself with Tiger. We all know I had a fucking brain injury. We all know that was self-inflicted. That was me being a drunken, bubbling idiot. So and maybe a racist. Well, I mean, Prano, whatever. I, I, I mean, <laughs> enough of that shit. I don't have any sympathy for myself. So I put myself in certain situations. I ran over a fire hydrant in college with my dad's car drunk. I woke up on sidewalks drunk. I put myself in those situations. So I don't have any sympathy for myself. So when I see Tiger, in a way, I kind of be like, you're making bad decisions, bad decisions somewhat similar that I used to make. Why is there so much sympathy? I've never owned it once. For this. That's my problem. Why is there so much sympathy? And maybe, Tug, you can shed some light. Because I feel like, in a way, I can relate to Tiger, but I also don't get why 
you take other athletes who haven't done those things and they're so much more polarizing. That's where I'm confused. The, the, the LeBron Tiger tweet was your tweet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't say I can't generalize and say why does America like one person and not another? I can't. Yeah. I can't say that. You know, for Tiger, you know, I, like just to use you as an example, you know, people are allowed to mature because of problems, like because, because of situations, right? So I probably like you more now. Having you, you know, it's an unfortunate situation that you had to go through. Yeah, but now you've changed. Like you have some perspective. Sure, and I think. Well, well, I do think Tiger maybe had it better than some athletes. Not, not a lot. Not, not, not for golf. I mean, he was playing at public courses. You know, f- with a, but a that's military dad. Li- that's why everybody liked Tiger to start because it's an old white person's game, and he's a young kid, and he's black, and he d- he has his thing, and he has the video game, and he was dominating. I get why people liked Tiger to start because again, it was a, an excitement that was brought to golf that was otherwise like a very stuffy white person. Like the idea that Tiger, we 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 talk about tiger and nike being a thing like what what other golfer do we even think about being like in the forefront of any sort of marketing campaign like usually they're sponsored by banks this like is, investment companies this is how big people are brainwashed you should see some of these responses to the tweet and i'm hoping to do a youtube video on it here's a quick one the response to my tweet which my tweet that i did isn't even necessarily about Tiger or LeBron. It's just about what I deem the hypocrisy, which Joe and I... No, we, talked, we talked about last week. That's it's, it's like your thesis statement that's the for the... That's the thesis of the, the show. Yeah. Listen to this response to my tweet. Tiger does not go around marketing himself and calling himself the best there ever was. There's at least humility in Tiger. Literally, literally the, within seconds of the tournament ending yesterday, they showed a Nike campaign where three-year-old Tiger said he was going to beat Jack Nicklaus. Exactly. So I mean, he's been doing it since before he could eat so, solid food. But this is my point as far as Nike brainwashing people. This person who responded to my tweet is claiming LeBron isn't humble, but Tiger is. That's just a bull-faced lie. They've both marketed the shit out of themselves. So it's, again, I firmly believe Everyone's been brainwashed. You know, it was like when I was in college. You, the only video game that golf that anybody ever played was Tigers. And what's fascinating to me is I had a phone call last Golden night. Golden Tee? What's up? Golden, Golden Tee? No one played Golden Tee? Well, yeah, at the bar. Yeah. But I mean, Great like, you game. know, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's something that I found really interesting. I had a phone call last night with uh, Nick D'Alessandro, who does amazing videos for us. And I said to Nick, I said, Dude, you're young. How old are you? He's like, I'm 22. I go, that's what I find fascinating. All these Tiger defenders. Because I, I've already explained are, a million but times. I know, I know, they, but, said they watched golf with their dad when they were 10. He's like, well, look at this guy. But, this but guy they the weren't even 10. That's my, that's my point. I said to Nick, I go, when Tiger was in his heyday, how old were you? He said, five or six. So I said, that's what's so wild. We have this marketing campaign. All these, basically, if you're, if you're ages 20 to 25 on social media and you're fascinated by Tiger, you really don't have a memory like the three of us have of how awesome and dominant he was. That's what is mind-blowing to me. These ardent defenders like this kid who's responding to me, who's clearly a kid when I look at his profile, you don't remember Tiger's heyday. But they remember what their dad said. 
and that's almost more important than anything. It's just the same way uh, the people talk about Michael Jordan, like, oh, the bad boy. Half the people that defend Jordan are like didn't see the bad boys Pistons, and if they did, they would have known. You know, Tug's more cut than Bill Lambeer was. You know, like yeah. this, it's not a real thing. My other problem, I guess, with the the thing is like, you know. I almost look at Tiger fans like they're Patriots fans, but like we, for some reason, they have to defend this guy and some of his actions because of his greatness. But the thing is, is like we've all felt the need to be a fan of something because we're from there or we're like, you know, you're tied to that. But like in golf, you could just pick anybody you want and be a fan. Like, I don't understand why people felt like they had to stick through with Tiger, why, like, this is the guy that they have to ride with. And then the other thing is, like, there's this weird thing where everybody's like, look at what Tiger does for golf. And I think that's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy because golf refuses to promote anybody else. So, oh, Tiger's the only draw in golf. It's the only thing that you'll talk about. Yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy to say Tiger's the only one that moves the needle when you're when you only report on Tiger. When you go uh, Molinari leading Tiger four back at you know you know whatever it's like what what about the guy in second? What about the guy in third? What about fucking I I still don't know is Rory McIlroy the guy who wears orange or is that fucking some other guy like Ricky Fowler? Yeah, like exactly. I don't know that because. The one time I've seen Ricky Fowler was like an ESPN commercial where he's fucking, you know, making orange juice. Yeah, it's like that's an they interesting refuse point. to promote anybody else, but then they say Tiger's the only one that does anything for golf. Well, that's an interesting point. If you take a league like the NBA, I think the NBA does a brilliant job marketing players. Wouldn't you guys agree? And that now we have a league that has everything from big markets to small market teams with stars on it. And I don't know if that's a good analogy, but they do a great job of marketing players. And I think Prano does have a valid point of, you say Tiger's the only one that draws. Well, I think there's a huge, huge reason, like you're saying, they're not pushing anybody else. You would know more about this than I would say. You guys are casual fans at worst, probably, right? Sure. You're not even really casual fans. So... I, my feeling is in the past few years, like like pre Tiger, right? There, there was nobody. Like you know, the checks for the tournaments were winner was getting like twenty eight thousand dollars. You know, now winners now now Tiger takes some two million dollars at the Masters. Like he's he is how he like blows up golf doesn't affect me in any way because I watch golf regardless. Yeah, you know, the, it's it's he single handedly changed the 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 money industry for golf forever. Um, so anyone before Tiger made nothing. Now Tiger brings in huge paychecks. Everyone's a millionaire when you win one week. Right, but no one's no. I'm not dissing anything that Tiger accomplished prior to. No, no. I, but my my point is, is that in the years that he did struggle in the 2010s, you know, to, to whatever 17, 18, they did try to boost people up. You know, they did try to make Spieth a thing. They tried to make Ricky Fowler a thing. And Ricky Fowler is a thing. And I and I and I tweeted out Phil. You know, is 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 a good at social media, and you guys, you know, tried to take me apart. That was me. That, that was, was that yeah. was the most boring one minute I, and sixteen I, I, I seconds. Like, I enjoyed it. You actually don't care. Well, first of all, he crushed Kucher, which is hilarious, and and then like, that's like the most iconic driveway in golf, uh, Magnolia Lane. So if you don't appreciate golf, you're not going to appreciate it. 
But he's talking. He's just. It was funny. I mean, who, who's the guy who got caught with a bunch of blow? Dustin Johnson. Yes. See, Dad, you got to market that guy. They've tried his personality. Like you listen to it in an interview, he's not compelling. I'm not saying Tiger is not interesting in interviews. He's not that interesting in interviews either. But the, but you okay, and I think that's a great point. Yeah. I don't find any of these guys that interesting. That's that's right. So if there's something else. People have been invested. It's very Truman Show esque in some way with Tiger because we've been you know you and I weren't alive or we're barely old enough to see him on Johnny Carson when he's three years old. But he's a thing, and he wins three U.S. amateurs and U.S. amateurs. You play mano y mano. And he took down every competitor three years in a row. Yeah. He was invincible. Sure. Then 95, you know, but there is the Nike thing because he, they basically, his first words out of, uh, as a pro were hello world. That was created by Nike. So yeah, in some ways they're, they're part and parcel. They're, they're, they're attached at the hip. I can but, remember him and I don't fault anybody. They did a brilliant job marketing. I can remember as a guy who was never big into golf, I can remember in high school, probably my freshman or sophomore year seeing tiger on a cereal box like you didn't see that this is when he was at stanford like like the back of the box was like these are guys that are going to be the next star athletes and i remember seeing him on a cereal box at like 14 15 so there's a huge machine behind him and then he earned it by winning all those masters and all those you know tournaments he what he has 15 majors now so i get that but I really do believe in the marketing is a huge thing. And I just hate the story that, like, this is it. Like, I mean, the amount of grown men saying that they were crying yesterday. Like, Tiger proved yesterday that with a billion dollars, you too can overcome a fake knee injury. Well, he had. Sur- well, I, mean, I understand your fake theory, but like we're TMS he, guys. He has had surgery on these legs. Yeah. Like it's like surgery is still a real thing. You can say it's fake. Well, the, but the surgery is real. Well, I'll say this much about a guy who is fully believing in his stuff, and you guys can disagree. I'm sure people will. I fully believe in the mind body connection at this point, which Prano got me into after my back issue. Again, all his back issues. If you buy into Dr. John Sarno and healing back pain, all his back issues literally 100% happened after the shit went down with his wife and he got caught cheating. And that's the whole point of this guy's book. And I had his protege on Dent Report and we actually talked about Tiger. So what he's saying is like self-inflicted stress caused this pain. This is, yes. But but, but why does it make it? But here's my problem. 63 visits to an HGH doctor relieved the pain. But why, but like, why? Why does this bother you guys so much? Like, what? What is it about? It? Like, he didn't. He didn't. He's not. My. What bothers he's not, me? He's not, he's not murdering people. What bothers not, me is. What not, bothers me is that he de- he never owned it. He never. He never did. Like, is that true? He, I don't. I don't. He's know. never been like a. He's just ne- like n- to me. There's nothing likable about Tiger Woods. For one second, I don't. People like people are like riding and dying with the guy. I'm going. Why? What's you're like I like I like that he fell. Okay, but but forget that. Why? What is there? What do I like about Tiger Woods? I don't like anything about the guy. He seems fucking like a nerd. He seems like he's not a great dude. He seems like he's been unapologetic. It seems like he's been sort of uh, immature when it when it wasn't going his way. It was a lot of pulling out of tournaments and fucking uh, cursing at clubs and fucking. Getting into it with his caddy and like it's like you know 
I don't mind the redemption story, but like I love the redemption story when it's like, man, this guy had a, a couple tough breaks. What was Tiger's tough break? He got caught cheating on his wife and then started cursing and couldn't finish a tournament. Yeah, but I, I, I don't necessarily agree with everything you're saying. I didn't see, you know, he's had Joe Lacava. Joe Lacava, le- by the way, I want to pr- bring this setup. Joe Lacava is Tiger's caddy. He's been Tiger's ta- caddy for maybe the last six or seven years. He basically basically took over Tiger's bag at Tiger's lowest point. He left Dustin Johnson to do it. Yesterday, he did wear a Saquon Barkley yeah, shirt. Yeah, seems like a great guy. Yeah. But I was, but he also it's his first. He won. He was on the bag for Freddie Couples when Freddie won in '92. So he's waited 27 years to win a major. He joined Tiger. I'm sure he's probably paid, compensated in, in a deal. But my point is, I don't think that they. I, I didn't see the, the the yelling at the, the caddy. I don't quite. Well, yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's playing well now, right? Well, so even then, I don't think I don't think that was ever the issue. I don't you know the look. I just don't. I'm confused as to why you guys. He did, he's not doing anything illegal to himself, and he's he hasn't necessarily maybe. Owned, he did. He came out and said, in a, it wasn't the best, most organic I, I see, press about, conference. I don't. Me and Prano might even have a, a disagreement on this. It's for me again. It's not even the tiger. I couldn't care less, dude. Go bang whoever you want. Uh, do whatever you want. But my complaint again is what I deem the hypocrisy of the fans and. How we're we polarize certain athletes and then exactly because you're trying. Everybody wants to say everybody's a hundred percent on board. So if you want to, if your argument for me, because I, I see no other argument for Tiger other than root for greatness. Okay, LeBron James, Aaron Rodgers, Barry Bonds, greatness. What Aaron Rodgers oh. is a, a terrible teammate. He's a, he's a terrible teammate. Is he is he a great quarterback? He's a great quarterback, but 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 you're just saying he's a terrible person. Tiger is, and Aaron, by all accounts, is. But that but that's my point because that's one that's my article. That's my point. But you guys are getting Joe Lilly just said he's yelling at cat. But but, this is all this stuff. But hold on, but Tug, that's my point. Is every time Aaron Rodgers, who's arguably the greatest statistical quarterback that's ever played up to this point, every time he throws a pick, every time he loses a playoff game. Here they come. Every time Tiger loses uh, on the final day, it's but he was so close. And next week's the week. He's back. This is the sign he's back. This is it. No one's ever bumped in the road. That's why I bring him up is because people want to jump on Aaron Rodgers and say, oh, look at all these. All, here's all the reasons that you shouldn't like him. But what about just rooting for greatness? Here's all, the decision was fucking he, he he took over ESPN for a day and and he gave a whole bunch of money to the boys and girls club. What an asshole! And then he had a pep rally. What an asshole! And then he's a what happened to rooting for greatness? What happened? Barry Bonds. Oh, he's on HGH. Tiger has sixty three visits with an HGH doctor. So Barry Bonds. Like what happened to root for greatness? The guy got ran out of baseball. A Rod ran out of baseball. Yeah. What happened to root for greatness? That's if our that's problem. your argument, that's fine. I understand people not liking Barry Bonds. I understand people trying to take shots at Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand anybody having a problem with LeBron James. But if you're going to root for greatness, root for greatness across the board. It's not just, oh, Tiger Woods is great, and then he can be an asshole, and he can be unapologetic about his shit, and he can like double down on fucking you know being a guy who gets behind the wheel of a car under the influence, and he can you know be a, a, be a, an out-and-out bitch when he loses. But when he wins, we got to all get back on board. That's my problem. I don't care about golf. And the only thing that bothers me is I have to see it. 
And I don't know. I'm still going. I don't know why. But we do. Feel the need I think to root we've, for them. we've stated that it's it's Nike. It's nostalgia. Well, it's, let, let me tell you why I root for them. Okay. So okay. Let, let thank just, you. Let me just. So I was not a big Tiger guy growing up. I, I saw the things that Joe saw. Like I saw the arrogance and the icy relationships with the fans and the players. You know, he kind of did his own thing, and yeah, he, and, he, and, he, and he was dominant. Like he was allowing him whatever he was doing was working. You know what I mean? Like he didn't need other people because whatever he was doing was was destroying his enemies, and he was winning majors. So I, I was like actively. Not involved with that. I was rooting for other people to, to, to kind of give him his comeuppance. He gave it to himself. And whatever. We watched in 2008. You know, the thing about Tiger that's magical is, you know, people do root for greatness. And you want him to see, even if you're rooting against him, you're like, this guy's going to bury this 15-foot putt, 15 putt yeah. to send this major to a playoff tomorrow in 2008. I'm going to do it in 20 ACL. Then, then the fiasco happens, right? And we're like... The reason I started to, to get to get on board, I could see people turning on him, and he, he wasn't doing anything. To, in my opinion, no one's ever turned on him. People have turned on him. People people have definitely jumped off the boat. Whether whether it's uh, not, not people not people that are at golf tournaments, apparently. Well, there's a, there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that go to golf tournaments, but I will say that that's people one, have turned on Tiger. that. That was one thing, and I'm glad you brought that up, Tug, earlier. That was for a guy who doesn't follow golf. That was fascinating to me yesterday. How every single person down there is rooting for him, and again, nothing like in the three seconds I watched, literally nothing bothered me more than Tiger hitting a drive and hearing a full-on adult male be like, "Love you, Tiger, you're doing it, you're doing it, Tiger." It's like, what is your well, life? That, about? that balls in line with the same belief that I have, where it's, I don't like to wear jerseys story. of your dudes either. Yeah, it's all the redemption. It's a great redemption. But here's the thing: like we watched, he, he is in some ways Jim Carrey because we watched his whole life. On TV, he's Truman Show. He's Truman Show. But my right? point is like Tiger Tracker. You know that Tiger Tracker. That was their day yesterday. Tiger. Tra- that was that was that was the day it was all. But Tiger Tracker's been running for nine years. Yeah, they they didn't turn on him. You know what I mean? He's been the guy. They everybody's like he, there was six months where like oh t- uh, fuck Tiger huh? And then it was like is he back? He's back. That's why I'm. Oh, that's why I'm like I'm glad he won because I'm over it for nine years. It's been the is Tiger back? You know, hopefully people do move on because you know you know and if, if you're a golf fan you'll watch and see if he can get to 18. But you know there, there are moments when you're watching the greatest golfer on the planet lose lose control of his life. We see that. So whether or not like you know he, he's rich or whatever, but everyone on earth knows that he is you know an adulterer. You know, and like you, you, again, you, you that, that weighs that on you. Bother me no, I agree, but it, but it does, but it does, it does bother some people, and and he knows that other people know. So he's living. So he still has his golf, right? He still, yeah. I'm still great at golf. But when the golf goes away, he has to learn a little bit about who he is. And I really believe that his dad, Earl Woods, probably, this is an opinion, was not the best dad. In I the probably world, agree with you. But he was the one thing he wanted to do was create. A great golfer. Yeah. He didn't necessarily create a great human. Sure. So in these past few years, we've had to watch Tiger kind of grow up to himself. He wasn't um, wasn't um, mature enough emotionally to to like handle the things he's handled. And he's, he's become a, a real full person. I think that's what, something that people are watching. We watch a guy who's the greatest player in the world, Skull Chips. You know, I talk about, he, hit, he shot an 85 at, a, at the Memorial, a term he's won 
several times. You know, he has a he has a, a his own tournament that he had a congressional a couple years, and they had some ceremonial pitch. He pitches a ninety five yard wedge over the water. Cameras are in front of him. It's ceremonial. He hits three of them in a row in the water. Like we're just watching all these things in real time, you know. And to watch a guy come back, whether or not this, the the beliefs of someone's back or not, he had these yeah, surgeries. I, I, and again, my thing is just like, I mean, does Serena Williams have like an off the court? Like issue, but no, but she yells at one ump, and now it's like oh, the, she's a bitch. The, the tide's turned. Yeah, and Nike's on board, and everybody's on board, but they're like, great, but now we're actively rooting for everybody to take down Serena because she was not cool to a fucking judge. And I, th- and I think and, that's a great point. And like, LeBron James, like I love it. LeBron James missed the playoffs this year. People are dancing on his grave. Are we going to get the redemption story next year? Is everybody going to be rooting for LeBron James in the finals next year if he if he gets AD and then he goes back to the finals? That that the injury that he overcame and then no, it's and, and that's the thing. I think the problem with Tiger is that it's like oh, it's this one person that there was he didn't ever have. There was never the guy that anybody was taking the other side of, and then that group got stronger like the Kobe fans are very, suddenly very loud the the Jordan fans are suddenly very loud like there's no other group you were just not into golf or you were a super Tiger Woods fan and and so then he gets a pass because everybody can suddenly care again about that thing that they like to care about before that ESPN wasn't reporting when this guy was out and I just hey I'll just be over here the whole time going I don't care but I'd prefer him to lose because he wanted him to win, I wanted him to win finally, just to get the to get time. <laughs> I hope he never wins another thing. I'm just glad the I'm back thing is over. That was just, the I'm back thing is officially over. Andy I, said I, it. I ended it. Yeah, a- Andy ended it. And um, and, and, and and low key underlying theme is the Andy Ruther jinx. Am I batting a can thousand? You just say that the Rockets are definitely uh, like not winning the NBA championship. I've got twelve to one odds on the fucking Rockets. Really would be great. Be great financially for me if they won. In addition to you know Mike D'Antoni getting to getting his final credit that he's been due for years and years and years. Just say they're not absolutely not. There's zero chance they're going to win. Uh, I'm not going to say that. You can't even use your fucking curse for good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a. I, we're going to get to the NBA here in a minute. I have some takes on on teams that I like to make it to uh, each conference finals and then the actual NBA finals. But do you want me to play a quick call about Tiger? Yeah, let's do it. I feel like we have to play a quick call um, about him. Prano, we have headphones over there for you. And and this is this is a what I deem a very rapid fire hot take after one more major. Hey, Joe and Andy, it's Mark from Virginia calling in. I know it's still a little bit early out there on the West Coast, but Tiger is officially back. I cannot believe this. I know you can't stand the Tiger Slurpers. I know it's been so a long time, but it's finally here. He's back. There's no doubt about it. I had my doubts even if he could get back on this mountaintop, but I am shocked. I truly am shocked. Uh, if Tug Coker is there for a little TC minute, there is a question I would like to ask. Does this solidify Tiger, Tiger as the best golfer of all time? If it didn't, why? If it did, why? And also, is it the same that we can, com- can compare individual sport like this versus other 
players that have a lot of arguments uh, drawn upon them in other sports, i.e. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and how is it significant? Thanks, boys. Talk to you later, and condoms are for the Washington Redskins. It's a great question. And um, I think we're all going to have takes I don't, on I this. don't have a take. I, I, just, want, I just want to ask. I'll go last. I, I just want to ask, Tug. I want to add to the question because I'd like to know sort of a, a second part of the question. In a, in a team sports situation, obviously, we're, we, you can't judge somebody solely on championships. What is the reason, if there is one, that you would not judge a guy like Tiger Woods solely on all of the tournaments and all the majors. I mean, obviously the injury is a big part of it, but that's a part of any, but you know, any golfer could have had some, we don't know if there's the greatest golfer of all time that cut his hand off in a, you know, saw accident in Alabama when he's five. But what, what it reason is there not to judge people solely on that in an individual sport? Like the joke was yesterday when Michael Phelps was behind Tiger Woods, it was like, Oh, who's the bigger goat? And it's like, I've never seen a more offensive question. To I mean, Michael Phelps should not be photographed in pictures with Tiger Woods anymore, so as to not be disrespected with that question. <laughs> but what is the reason that that wouldn't be the case? It's a good question. I think you know sometimes it comes. You know, the one thing that's affected a lot of golf is the technology improvements over the years. So I mean, you can only you can only say generationally speaking because you know Tiger's only played with metal. Woods, uh, you know, Jack had to play with mostly persimmon into metal. There was some changeover in his time, um, but yeah, I mean, I think in the individual sport, I you know, you're looking at this, the list of all time. So, and I, I looked it up earlier as well. Well, yeah, yeah. In, in my but, opinion, yeah. if I can hop in here, sure. In an individual sport, you 100 percent, without a doubt, are judging someone by the majors and by that i mean like golf and tennis in my opinion so so when i, I mean look- i got i got to i got to think that other tournaments like your dominance over other tournaments have to matter too you're still playing them sure but sure the i guess i guess the thing would be that not everybody enters every tournament and there's more tournaments now than there would have been in the past so but you got it you got that's got to be considered right so to be honest i find the tiger thing i find it offensive to call him the goat until he surpasses Jack Nicholas in majors. I think I think it's offensive. Same way I look at tennis. Roger Federer has the most majors, correct? Correct. He's the fucking goat. Serena Williams is second all time because some woman won it way back in the day. Serena Williams is the goat. Can I can I ask one question on that? No, wait, he, he, hold on. So what? How is fine? Go ahead, Doug. I'm judging this by majors, right? But you're uh, saying Serena doesn't have the most majors, but still go. There's one person who has one more, but I so, also base so, it on so soon she'll be the goat. Era, era, like back in the 30s or 40s. I forget what that woman's name is. My point is, you know, Serena Williams has pay, played the most competitive era, right? I want to say Margaret Court, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it is, it is, it is yeah, Margaret yeah. Court. Thank you. Good uh, dive, Tug. Thank you. Um, well, let me ask you this: just quick, quick aside on tennis. Here's why there's some there's some issue with Federer. Federer's my guy because of only one French, not only one French, but he has a losing record against Nadal all time. So when they play head to head, even though he has more majors, he has a losing record against Nadal. Now, does that affect your opinion? Is it that black and white 
when you're actually playing against someone. Now I'll say this, just to add another wrinkle. The losing record is primarily because he has a, a huge detriment on one surface. Exactly. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just want to throw that. T- I mean, I just want to throw that in there. It, it, is that the argument in tennis? Those are the two guys. Yes, it is because they both surpassed Sampras. Yeah. So did uh, and Djokovic the, is on his way. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to basically maybe catching Nadal at seventeen, I think. Yeah, Nadal's at seventeen. Federer's at twenty. Yeah. By the way, getting into the country club sports recently, I know you're a big country club guy. I know you grew up basically wearing all white. Always wear my collar up. All, all, all whites all day. Yep. For the Coker family. So for today, red and black, I'm a, I'm a, baby. On the plantations of Virginia. <laughs> uh, to me, in, in just a, uh, the few minutes of golf I watched this weekend, but recently coming in, tennis greater than golf for sure. Like As, for, as far as a, a, a sport to just be a watcher of. I love playing golf, but uh, if I had to choose between those two, I have far... More enjoy watching tennis. That was that was a sort of life changing tennis. Lot, experience. Lot of time alive, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I would, and probably, on television for that matter. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Live back to the caller's question. Just so everybody knows, Nicholas right now has eighteen majors. He has one more. Ma- Tiger has fifteen. Nicholas has one more Masters than him. One more U.S. Open. They're tied. Uh, the British Open, and then. PGA, he has one more. So, so basically, Nicholas has him beat in three of the four by one. And then overall tournaments, though, Tiger has 81 wins to Nicholas's 73. But Prano also made a fair point. A lot more tournaments now. I don't know. I didn't know if that was true or not. I'm just guessing. I'm sure it is. So my argument would be this. They're very similar in overall tournaments. Tiger plays a lot less tournaments, by the way. The, the, the amount of tournaments, even though there's a lot more, Tiger's schedule is very condensed. Tiger a, went, a lot t- of Nike commercials he's got to be doing. A lot of Nike commercials. But he, uh, but he, uh, a lot of girls that He's become very with. good at only playing the golf courses that he knows he can play well. Right. And, he, and he's won them several times. Right. Whether sure. it's Bridgestone or Augusta or whatever. So to me, if you're asking me... Tory Pines. Don't even bring up ever again... Don't do it. Tiger Goat until he surpasses Jack Nicholas in overall majors. That's how I'm going to judge these guys. They used to count US Ams as a part of the major total. I think Tiger has three. I believe Jack has two. So you can add that to the mix if you want. The other thing I'm going to say is, you know, Sam Snead is the all-time wins leader. No one considers him to be the best golfer of all time. He's 82. Tiger's has 81. Why? Because he didn't have enough majors, I think it's a collective thing. I think I think Sam Snead is on the is in the pantheon of great golfers, but um, everyone kind of sees Jack as I, I believe this. I think Jack is still the greatest golfer of all time. I think Tiger is the most dominant golfer of all time because he had he he had a window where he was untouchable. So what's the difference? Greatest and most dominant. I think over the years, Jack Jack I think won in the early '60s and he also won in '86. Like he won over, you know. He won twenty five. He won like sixty two or something like that. Sixty two to eighty six. Eighty six, exactly. That's that's just, that's that's being amazing. Like you know what I mean? He didn't win. A, he didn't win a major for six years from eighty to eighty six, but he still won one. Yeah. Now and Tiger just absolutely destroyed the O, the two thousand to two thousand four era. Like it was unbelievable, killing it. Yeah. Yeah. So he so there was like a, just a concentrated era where t- Tiger was unbeatable. That to me is the dominant phase. If he gets to eighteen. Which this question is now open. Now you get to fifteen. Sure. I, think, I mean, like people always, I think agree. Fifteen was probably the hardest to get. Sure. 
He's playing two other majors this year in places that he has won before. Uh, uh, Beth Page Black over near Joe, where Joe grew up, and um, Pebble Beach, places he won where he won by thirteen or fifteen strokes. And now, are you going to uh, go to Pebble Beach? I'm not going to Pebble. Where is that? What part of California? It's in Monterey, Carmel. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it's seen as like the one of the top three courses in America. I played it in 20 years ago. Had a great time. It was th- I think it was 300 dollars to play then. I think it's like skyrocketed now i don't know what it is now but it's one of those places that's like if you're a so golfer you're it's, you were, course. it's a public if, course if you were a perkins waitress your your average salary would not afford you to play at pebble beach you have to you might have to work two weeks okay gotcha yeah. but uh so i think it's, you, can't, you can't miss any shifts after being <laughs> dosed with ambien or anything <laughs> don't take it don't take it don't don't get an ambien slipped in your drink and miss a couple shifts or it's gonna be three weeks of perkins waitress can't be having sex during the uh, lunch break you know, so I heard, I heard, so I heard a stat. Well, Tiger wins twenty three percent of his, the, the 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 tournaments he tees up in. Okay, Hall of Famer in golf wins four percent rate. So it's it's dominant, much like, higher, just much much higher. Almost one in four tournaments that he tees it up in, he's going to win. Like that's yeah. crazy in golf, where people, you know, just to give you an idea, like Dustin Johnson has, you know, the Rory McIlroy has fifteen wins. You know, Adam Scott has 13. You know, Bubba Watson has 12. Spieth has 11. You know, these people just, it's just, it's incredible to think what he's Are done. Are you worried now that you have uh, enraged, you were sort of the voice of the Tiger Slurper. Now, are you worried? Are you worried that the Matt Boonstras and the Mike Grays and the whatever are about to turn on you? Because pretty sure that they are all Tigers of the Goat already was. It's possible. You know, shout out to Matt Boonstra for like really just fighting the good fight for for the last year. I know. What's the, what's the good fight? Just like the Tiger tr- was back. Holding true to his beliefs, and, and like we, we, I said this on the last podcast. Our our thoughts on what is back was different because you you compared him to. Oh, Washington Bullets or Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan. Well, the reason I did that again because Jordan, just like Tiger, were dominant, unstoppable. So that's the reason I made that analogy. Was when Tiger wasn't dominant, I'm like, yo, this is this is Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan. I mean, honestly, and this will just like probably keep me in the conversation for a while, like, and I don't want to be. So just don't respond. But like. If I'm thinking of Tiger Woods and what Tiger Woods was when he was dominant, like hard to say that winning a tournament makes him back to Tiger Woods, but so like hard to say Tiger's back, but what you can say is that Tiger's won the Masters. So when you look at like that was sort of the offensive thing with each week it was like here's Tiger's odds next week. Tiger, I think there was a couple tournaments last year where Tiger was like the favorite to win. And I'm like, what odds maker? Is he just like trying to steal money from people? Basically. Because that's ridiculous. But now at least like, oh, they're saying he's the favorite to win the next turn. Okay, fine. So Tiger's now, you, you know, Tiger's back in that each week in and week out, you can expect Tiger to compete and potentially win. And my argument the whole time has been up to this point, if you were saying that, and it was proven, I was proven right, you were incorrect. The, the thing is, you know, 
we, we said Tiger made the it's bar. that you say I was right and that they were wrong. No. Well, that's correct. <laughs> but he, he held the bar. We said this last time. He held the bar so high for himself by winning all these majors. Exactly. But the, sign, but the, re, the writing was on the wall. We saw the signs last year that he was getting better as a golfer. And he was doing what the elite golfers were doing. He just wasn't doing Tiger 2000, 2004 golf because he finished T6 at the British Open. And he finished second at the PGA last year and he won the tour championship with the hottest players in the tournament so the the curve was trending in the right direction yeah he just wasn't and it was for any good golfer but not named Tiger Woods is a very good year so he was on the verge and now we shouldn't be surprised you know in the past eight months that he's that he won the, the Masters because of how good he's how well he's performed but you know it's not performing at the thing that the casual fans remember who don't like him well, uh, remember him as to kind of go back to the call real quick. I do believe again for me on individual sports, it's all about the majors. I I agree. No, I like you become immortal. You are immortalized exactly. if you win a major in tennis or you win a, a major. In you know, the Wimbledon Wimbledon is the equivalent of the Masters, correct? Yes. So it's like. You have a guy like Roger Federer who's won the most Wimbledons, who's won the most majors. It's really tough for me to say, even as a guy who doesn't know shit about tennis, it's really tough for me to say, how's this guy not the GOAT? He's won the most, right? It's like, how is Serena Williams not the GOAT of women's tennis when she's one shy of the record? She's pretty mean to that judge. But see, that, that's exactly the point. It's like, that's where you see the hypocrisy of like, she is so dominant. But she's, the- to be fair, she's fully black. She's not just half black and half Asian and half like everybody's just like a gray color that everybody can associate with. Also, she wears black. So that's it's a red. You got to get the red in there. I went to Wimbledon last year and watched her and Federer on center court. It was pretty awesome. Pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Very. I mean, I can remember I used to be into tennis as a kid and I can remember watching my mom used to take me Cincinnati actually has a good tournament. Very good. And, uh, it's a Masters tennis. Uh, it's a big. It's a big event. Yeah, I can remember going and watching the Agassiz and the, you know, uh, the Von Lindel. Like, like I remember all like Pete Sampras, all those guys. But I, like I used to love Sampras, and, uh, and and you know what's crazy? I used to always want Tiger to beat Jack Nicklaus's record. I always did. And it's not even that I don't now. I just stopped caring. I'm, I'm interested. I think this. I mean, look. I'll put the last word on this, and then we can talk some NBA. But like, I, you know, I'm not even sure what Tiger thinks about the the, the Jack Nichols thing. I think he probably let that one go for a few years. Uh, now that he's now that he's you know now that he's back, I think maybe he'll start. We'll start to see. I'm interested to see if he changes. Interested to see if he goes back to this more robotic, you know. He's forty three. Inhuman uh, person that we that, that I mean, golfers golf. win golfers win tournaments like in their fifties all the time, right? That's I would, I was, I would that, definitely not say all the time. That's what I was about to ask you. Definitely like, not all the time. Like what's real? The oldest major winner of all time is Jack Nichols at forty. No, no, there's a forty. Julius Boros might have won at forty eight in the PGA, okay. but Nicholas won the Masters at forty six. Tom Watson almost won the British Open ten years ago. He had two putts for for the British Open at fifty nine. So I think you will see. So, so like, Tiger has 15 years. So Tiger, I would say probably 10 years. We're saying Tiger's got a big window still. I think the window's still 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 alive. But you know, people are getting better all the time. I mean, HGH is a 
fucking game changing drop. <laughs> he had the you know he did this cool thing where he I actually feel bad for Tiger's hair. Can I, that, that's one thing I feel bad for. He admitted it yesterday in the press conference, like you know, it's he's that he's balding. You know, no, 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 no. It's it's not even that. Like I just it's feel the ba- way in which. I, yeah, I feel bad that like he wins, and then they're in the clubhouse. I'm like, can't the guy just wear his hat still? Like him and uh, who won it last year? Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, I, I Patrick Reed. I, I'm not sure you, they had to take got, their hats you off. Have, you have to. I mean, there's a thing. You know that. I mean, I think LeBron James has proven this. Like a struggle with the receding hairline is something to be mocked endlessly for, and Tiger should absolutely. I, not you should not feel bad for him. You should actually every opportunity you get put side by side pictures of how his hair changes all the time as part of taking undercutting his legacy and showing how he's kind of a fucking weird freak and has hair issues. So any chance you get, that's actually a big part of somebody's uh, goat chasing is to mock their receding hairline feverishly. <laughs> And really, the only answer, if you want to avoid that criticism, is to shave it all off and embrace that you were just like the cool bald guy the whole time. Joe's the ultimate mocker. You know, we found a, 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 this the weakness. We found the soft spot in Joe's weakness or soft spot. Explain that to me. You, 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 uh, you just—it's always interesting. And I, you look, I'm, I'm aligned with LeBron and Mav it's on my show. I think they're great guys. You have business interests. Business interests. I think, but I think Joe. I like to see where Joe gets an emotional spike. I, I like I like to see it happened today against Boonstra. Reno dropped the hammer. With I, that tweet. I disagree. First of all, there was a there was a grammatical mistake that I didn't <laughs> that I didn't call out. He had a your your oh, problem. Dog. He did. He did. Dork. I know. I, listen, I asked Joe if he was comfortable with me bringing this up. He said, listen, I went to a great college. I'm <laughs> I was very a journalism com- major. I'm very comfortable. I know my yours and yours. <laughs> it's Twitter, guys. It was, a, it was an angry, it was a violent, angry tweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping up to support my man, Boonstra, who's been but you know, it, for a we got to wrap long this Tiger talk yeah. up because I've already talked more golf on just this episode than I ever wanted to talk in my life about golf ever. Um, but the one thing is like... Uh, there are a lot of people I respect uh, who who root for Tiger. Um, like Jack LeBeau is a fan of the show. He's always been a great fan of the show. And and he was tweeting me last night, and he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know why. He's like, I don't have an explanation for it. You're right. Tiger's an asshole. But, like, I just feel the need to root for him. And and my, my, like my final word on it is, like, I can't. It's not even that people do root for him. Even though I don't understand why anybody roots for him, I understand that there's always going to be people, there's people who who who, are on, on, the, real, who are on the internet rooting for who are on the internet rooting for Kobe. So that's like, a thing. But are, is it just that you're like anti redemption? Because I understand. No, I'm the anti him being. I'm anti that. Like first of all, I think that uh, he was he was an asshole about the whole thing, and and why do you but, say that though? Because he never like to me. No, the, the the courageous, like the thing to cry over, the thing to say, hey, look, well, what a strong person, what a role model. David Letterman fucked his intern. And before anything could happen, he before there was ever the scandal that everybody had, he came out on his episode. He's like, you're going to hear the story about how I had sex with my intern. It's true. I took uh, my position of power and I used it and it was wrong and blah, blah, blah. Instead of the people who hire, you know, 40 man crisis PR teams and try to figure out how to hold on to their Buick fucking thing and never tell you what happened, never come out and say, 
why they're crashing in their car, leaving their house. You want transparency. I want transparency. I want you to own your mistakes, and I want you to uh, say, I'm working on it, and I want you to say, like, like life's hard, and I'm trying to figure out how to overcome it. And not every time you, somebody talks to you, about anything, about your success, about your failures, like, look, you know, I had four spine surgeries and I had four knee surgeries, so just happy to be playing on a Sunday. It's like, stop with the fucking excuses and stop hiding behind your failures and make and trying to spin it all to be like, this is a great comeback story. I, the, the only thing that happened here is I got hurt and I've overcome getting hurt and now I'm going to be a champ again. It's like, no, you're gross. Like I'm a Letterman disciple as well as Joe, and so I, I think that's a great point you brought up. That is a, a slightly different thing because he has that mouthpiece every night. And so, do you do you have an, uh, a sport example where someone got out in front of it? Uh, but you know, I mean, I, I, not off the top of my head, yeah. but like, I mean, I don't even know, I don't even know the like an equivalent situation because the, the grand, the grandeur of it all. And Lance Armstrong like, didn't do it. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like a huge piece of shit. Yeah, Raphael Palmero, like every was, single person that went suing to the con- people yeah. like Lance Armstrong was suing people to like death. Like he was like ruining people's lives. Yeah. Covering it up. Like, yeah. If you're still wearing a live strong bracelet, hang yourself with it. Like <laughs> I, I don't care if it goes to cancer. Like that's a joke. Like, yeah, it, it, you know, but it, it, to me, it's just like the the hero worship. I, I I'm just I'm just not sure. I just, I just don't. I, I'm surprised. Not that it's just a, how many the the majority of people that root for him. I'm just surprised there aren't people who are going like Nah, fuck that dude. Like I'm rooting against him. I feel like I'm that guy. I feel like I'm on an island. I feel like I'm on a I'm on the island at the end of a small part three, and I'm just getting and just tee shots are getting rained down on me by Tiger fans. I'm the only person here who's going kind of an asshole though, right? Well, no? you, look. Meanwhile, they're like, uh, did, not, did, not, you, did you hear? Did you hear LeBron James? Uh, fucking, you know, change the lives. Like that, their their test scores went up like four hundred percent since last year since he bought a school. Yeah, kind of a dick though. Uh, got Luke Walton fired. You're like, where are we living? What world is this? People want it. That, that's what I found fascinating with my tweet is that I, I've learned Joe and I are funny. Like when we do tweets. Joe will. Joe's a very good, and we've said this would be Joe would make an amazing lawyer because he can pick apart people. Where I know my approach on Twitter is when somebody disagrees with me, what I deem making a valid point, I then just ask them questions. But what I've realized is that through all this, people they don't want to answer the questions, which to me says. Then we, then we can't have a logical discussion, right? It's like if if I say to you, you know, what's worse? Like, like, this, like this one dude wouldn't answer my question of just saying what's worse? Pill popping, risking other people's lives on the road, driving under the influence, ruining a marriage by fucking hundreds of women, ruining a family. What's worse, that or you considering someone who's selfish or conceited? Whether I agree or whether I agree with it is not the point. But when people can't answer that question, I mean, I troll. I did a troll tweet on Dirty Sports yesterday. But like, I I'm saw ma- it. Imagine the world where there's a picture of LeBron James posting with Donald Trump. Imagine that world. 
Is this, does the internet exist? Does Twitter shut down? Is Twitter capable of handling the amount of like, I fucking told yous that happen if that picture comes the, out? The hill you're dying on is... is Hypocrisy. Kind of, well, hypocrisy, but also it's just it's, kind it's, of a it's, dick. It's like why don't people love LeBron James? That's the no, that's, no, no. that's the hill I think that but Joe I love is willing his to die. Serena Williams. No, it's not even that. Why, it's not. It's not why don't people love LeBron James? People do love LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. Why don't and, more uh, people? Yeah. Why don't no, more why people? Why does why does everyone love Tiger? That's the question. Not everyone loves Tiger. Now, I have friends that have... It's a very small percentage. I have friends that have dropped off because of the, the pictures with the, the president. I, I have friends that, that, that don't align with that. And, you know, it, it is, it, you know, it's some conflict, you know, in my own life. But, like, but like the, the thing that I... Sometimes it comes down to, to art. Like, the, the Michael J- Jackson thing came up. Like, it's hard, it's hard. I mean, I went to a record store for record record store day on Saturday. Yeah. And, and there's, a Ryan, uh, there's a Ryan Adams album staring me in the face. There's a Michael yeah. Jackson album staring at me in the face. And I can't, in good conscience, yeah. buy those albums sure. and take them up to a human person and say, I'm paying for them. I'm buying these. Yeah. But th- th- those are things that happened. Like, you talk about the, the home wrecking, which... I don't know if you guys watched the, the, the ceremony yesterday. I can't project on what was going on behind closed doors. All I did was see with two kids who were so happy for their dad, and he was equally happy to, to give them a hug. And he walks down, and he's high-fiving people and smiling and high-fiving, high-fiving Ricky Fowler and Bubba Watson and Bernard Langer, all these guys everyone says he wasn't a friend with, that somehow he became friends with. So somehow things have changed. And I, and I I tried to tweet out very poorly yesterday the uh, the the end of the Rocky Four, where Rocky says, "If I can change, then you can change, yeah, and we can change." And I'm asking you guys why you guys aren't allowing that change to happen. And then I did my other troll tweet, which you were correctly yeah. pinned on me, yeah. which is the Game of Thrones one, yes. which set a few people off. But it's like, <laughs> but it, but it, here's the thing: the reason that tweet is so great is because. If you're upset at the idea that I would put that that I would say that you would be Team Cersei on Game of Thrones, well, sorry, but you are. You're rooting for the villain to redeem themselves and 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 be the the one that rides off into the sunset. It's sorry, Kyle, you are. If that upsets you, if that <laughs> personal shot, if that upsets you, that's something that you have to deal with. You have to deal with it. You've been rooting for the villain the whole time here. I don't have to. I've been root. I'm fucking Team Jon Snow the whole time. I've been on the good guy's side since fucking day one. Therein lies. I'm not pushing kids out the window and fucking you know, my brother. I think. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about, but I'm in. I think the only way to wrap it up is, is for me to kind of say this. I think what we're hitting on, I think. Clearly, all three of us find fascinating because I'm hitting on the same thing I've hit on the whole time. Nike's marketing is fucking ridiculous. Sure, I mean they're they're just they're just the best. They're no, the best ever. They're they're amazing. But it's it's the you know I, I've always been obsessed and fascinated by psychology and how people view things. And I think Prano's hitting on a great point for me to wrap it up is that I'm going to wrap it up. By the way, he's never <laughs> he's, after you wrap it up. I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up your wrap up. <laughs> He's never been the villain, and and We're Prano, also doing a wrap up show. Prano brings up. I think that's a great point to me because there's. No, I have no problem with somebody rooting for the villain. I love Dennis Rodman. I loved Ron Artest. I love players who were you love trolls, villains. I loved watching yeah. those guys, but I also was like, I'm openly rooting for the villain, and I think that's 
is an interesting way to look at things, an interesting viewpoint is he never was the villain, which is fascinating if you think about it. Root for Tiger all you want. Again, I don't really care. But but you're rooting for the Patriots, even though you're not from Boston. You're rooting for the Golden State Warriors, even though you're not from fucking Oakland. You're rooting for the you're rooting for the bad guy who had all who had everything on his side. Yeah, Tugs. Except he didn't. Final. We, word. Did, we all watched him go through the the the, 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 the no laying up podcast, which is non conflict with your guys because it's a strictly golf podcast. So Joe will never ever listen to it. <laughs> no. Basically, said that uh, I can assure you that, that is true. That, 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 that this fact comes from even them. Ruth, even if Ruther said I'd never listen to it, great podcast. I, he couldn't, he couldn't curse the, me into Ruth. Podcast comes the, this fact fact comes from them that. Tiger Woods spent more days on the cover of the New York Post during his allegations and, and uh, adulterer issues than, than 9-11. Like, that's how much people care about this dude for whatever reason. And, and, and for him to over... For, for 41 days or whatever, he was on the cover. Of, well, he's got a higher body count. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> and also, he's got people pushing that. Press is press, man. Well, I can't, I can't say. But, I'm just saying. But it just, like, we, we've, we've watched him go through the ups and downs and I think, like, yeah, you can hate him or you can love him, and I think that's why golf is because everyone has a, an emotional response to Tiger Woods. Yeah, and so that's why people tune in. But I just want to say this, to the to the golf fans out there, to the six of us listening to this show <laughs> today, I just in want an hour plus on. I this. just want to say this. I'm gonna look right at the camera. Is the camera on? No, no, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we watched Tiger yesterday do the thing that we wanted him to do for the past ten years. We saw him. Move the ball both ways. He threw in a fade. He threw in a draw. He did it. And we watched people shrink in the moment where he just did what, what, what I think is what Tiger Woods has always done, which is make good shots but not make mistakes. Like that was – it was impressive. He, he was amazing. Controlled the shots, controlled the golf ball, could move it both ways, which so few people can do in today's golf. And – I'm interested to see what happens next. I'm interested for the what now. I'm interested to see. Can I say something? Yeah. And, and I don't. And, and sorry to Tiger fans out there. And I'm not. I'm not just saying this to troll. I think he wins another major. Uh oh, it's over. Yeah. He's stuck at 15. Say, say you think he beats Nicholas. I'll tell you what. He, as a guy who doesn't watch, I knew by like hole 13, I'm like he's gonna win, and I think he wins another one this year. Wow. He's, so he's one, that's one for the year, guys. One major this year for Tiger. And I'll, my final words will be, root forever you want, be whatever you want. That's fine. There are many people I know who I respect. Tug, my official Dirty Sports replacement. Thank Bo you. Bo Blaha, you know, verging on a Hall of Fame dirtball. Pizza Starro, one of my best friends of all time. Love you guys. Respect you so much. We'll never have... 100% respect for you. Because <laughs> I, I think you're rooting for a bad person to achieve great things. Well, here's the deal, guys. I am excited tonight to root for my Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, that gets no applause out here in the Smut Studio. I'll be headed to the Reds game tonight. Reds? Like those color tiger wears? I'm in. Yeah. I'll be headed to the Reds-Dodgers game tonight. I got my tickets earlier today on SeatGeek. Now, I dropped a pretty penny on these bad boys because I want to see my boy Yasiel Puig up close. It's his first game back in L.A., and I assume, Prano, he's going to get a pretty big thunderous applause, right, from Doyers fans? I have no idea if I have Dodgers. I have, 
I mean, I would assume, but I have no idea how they feel. about They won't me. be there yet. Yeah. So <laughs> there'll be there'll be no applause. That's a good point. Yeah. They will be coming in the third inning the time he's up for the second time. Well, guys, I use SeatGeek for the tickets. You should use them too for any live event because SeatGeek is the place to get your tickets at. Best of all, all dirt balls. That's you guys get ten dollars off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY, that's D-I-R-T-Y, for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first, or $10 off on your first purchase. And uh, I might also be going to see my Reds because then they have a four-game series in San Diego, which I've already... Extending an offer to Joe. I don't know. I know he's a very busy guy right now, but possibly head down to Petco Park. Use those tickets uh, on SeatGeek again this weekend to go see Reds in the first place Padres. Okay. We got a lot of NBA to discuss, fellas. Yeah, we do. I hope we can do the passion and the fervor that we just discussed, Tiger. And I think we can. The first round of the playoffs has begun. It's going to be good. We already saw a lot of upsets, especially on Saturday. Saturday was a great day. I went, I went, with, my, uh, went with my gambling, my, my first-round gambling strategy, which Vegas has sort of corrected for the last couple of years. But I looked at a couple lines. I decided I was going to completely stay away from the Warriors line. And that what I was going to do was bet. I was not betting the Warriors game at all. I bet on each of the dogs to cover. And then I took a small portion. I bet each of the dogs to win the game three for three on Saturday. Are you doing like a zigzag theory? Yes. Yeah. But yesterday fucking killed me. But Saturday, it's tremendous. It was upset alert Saturday. Yeah. So we haven't really done a preview. We can do that now if we want. You know, discuss teams we like in the playoffs, teams we don't like. You want to start it off, Brano? What are we thinking? I mean, I think that... Uh, Let's start in the East. The East is going to be... I mean, I think they're both interesting, but the East, we probably agree, right? It's got a lot more intrigue, a lot more possibilities. You know, I know that they're playing the Pistons, uh, but the Bucks looked fantastic Amazing. Uh, yesterday. I think that the Pistons, uh, Pistons fans should be sad that they're even in this playoff tournament. They shouldn't, you know. this. They're, they're, they're the perfect example of a team that would... Be, have been better off tanking than trying to compete whatsoever. Yeah. Um, they're going to get boat raced, but uh, the Bucks. I wasn't on the Bucks to the uh, the finals until the last couple weeks when, you know, their shooting has really come around. They, they're built like, they're sort of built like that Mavs team a little bit, that one. Uh, where a lot, they've surrounded one great player with a lot of shooters, play some good defense. Got got some crafty vets. I like the Bucks, uh, the Sixers. I still kind of like the Sixers, although now we have got now we've got team turmoil. Embiid might not play. Uh, Simmons looked scared. They've got the phone out on the bench. Like I know it's crazy to jump off the Sixers on one game, but I'm actually I am I'm jumping off the Sixers based on that one game. And uh, I'm going. I'm I'm saying I'm saying a Bucks versus. Rockets or Warriors finals, and I'm saying that the winner comes out of the West, and I kind of like the Rockets. I like the Bucks as well. 
And I know it's one game. You know, absolute blowout last night in Milwaukee. Uh, and I agree with you about the Sixers as well. It's one game, but, you know, that, that's going to be a dogfight, that series. You lose the first game at home, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. I think I think less of a dogfight will be that Raptor series, but um, yeah, I like the Raptors too. I still I still don't like the Celtics a ton. They they looked great in the second half versus the Pacers, but I still don't like them to put it together for three consecutive playoff series. So we both think Milwaukee makes it to the NBA Finals. Missing their glue guy right now, Marcus Smart, obviously not playing for the first series and maybe even the second series, which I think is a big. Big negative for the Celtics. Um, I, I just look up the uh, latest odds, and Joe got the Rockets at twelve to one. They're now currently seven to one. So a lot of value already. Yeah. For Joe Prano, the the Warriors are one to two. Bucks five to one. The Rockets, Raptors, Celtics are at sixteen to one, and then it drops down to seventy Sixers at forty to one. I've never been on the train of the Sixers. Mainly because I felt like the Celtics knew how to beat them handily, so I didn't fear them. They're still trying to figure it out, I, I, so I still don't believe in those, that team, as evidenced on Saturday. They just—I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that team. I still think the the, the Raptors are are alive. I, I, what's Kyle Lowry's deal? Why I have he, no idea. Why does he I, go missing in action? I don't every understand playoffs? this. What's what's the deal here? Does he need? Uh, does he need Prano? What did we deem last episode? You know, he, it, the, the Prano fix your life? Yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, the, 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 the basic bitch version of the NBA fan is like, you know, has memes about like sure. fucking Kyle Lowry. And, my pussy hurts and like whatever. But the thing <laughs> is, he actually, besides the fact that he shot horribly, he didn't play yeah. a terrible basketball game. I know that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because we're judging him based on what he's able to do. The one thing I'll give Lowry credit for, unlike the Kyrie and the Russ and the whatever, is like I don't necessarily want him to be the guy in the playoffs. I want you know, I want Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi to be the guy and I want the ball to be spread around be- between those other dudes. So I just need Kyle Lowry. Yeah, to be an all-star point guard, but I need Kyle Lowry to be like a little bit more Mike Conley than Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and that's why you know they lost that game because he shot he was over. But you know, if he's giving them seventeen a game, we're gonna be they're gonna be fine. You know, I agree. I, I think I almost uh, said we like we're the North. No, we are the North. Yeah, and um, I think uh, like Game of Thrones rubbing yeah. off on you, bro. I think what's, what's interesting is, uh, and Joe and I talk about this a lot, is like the, the idea of a, uh, an identity for a team. And I think that even though they played together for a full year, I, no one really has been tuning in. Kawhi didn't play 20-some games. You know yeah. what I mean? They're still trying to figure yeah. it out in a certain degree. And Kyle Lowry, to me, is a person that's like, similar to what Joe's saying, I don't really know. If you ask me like what's, how I would define Kyle, Kyle Lowry's game, I wouldn't even really know how to do it. Like, so I think they got to lean on guys... Like Kawhi, Marcus Saul, who I'm a big fan of. Kyle Lowry is like yeah. if Raymond Felton never got fat and achieved his ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Even though Kyle Lowry is also kind of fat. I was like, Kyle Lowry's <laughs> yeah. a little overweight. He's, no. he's not fat. He's just he's just a stocky guy. Not in shape, maybe. I, I don't know. So I, I'm, I still believe in that team. I think they got a good coach. 
Um, I think they'll figure it out. But the Bucks look like uh, they look like they're for real right now, uh, and, I'm, and it makes me sad because I would love to have seen the Celtics n- not be the four seed and have to play them next. But um, that's gonna be interesting. The the, the Blazers. Thunders that that was a good game. I'm excited yeah. to see that's that series should be a dog fight. Cantor coming out and fucking played 18 boards. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's interesting about what just watching gambling stuff like uh, Thunder came out as a favorite in this series, which is the only higher or whatever lower seed, however you want to say it, the five seed. Yeah. To be favored, but the Blazers are were favored in that game. So what, where's that? Where's the assuming they're going to be favored in every home game? Right. Where, where's that flip going to happen? Right. So. Um, Interesting. I, I, I think Damian Lillard is uh, out to prove, especially in a series with Russ Westbrook, that like I'm the best guard in this series, and and I think that that's almost important for them. Like I think CJ is a fantastic player. Obviously, I'm a, the world's biggest CJ McCollum fan, but um, I think that works for them. I think it works for them if if Dame is like committed to being you know getting mvp chance in the fourth quarter and cj can kind of be the second guy and and it takes the attention off him a little and he's almost like they're like remarkably similar players um cj a little bit more you know a little bit more of a mid-range game but like both of them can go off for 35 on any given night so i think that like i don't know if that's part of their plan but i think lillard being like no i like everybody look at me is like Maybe a possibly good strategy for the Blazers, which is a strategy I don't normally love with other teams, like a guy who's just going like, this is my team. Um, I kind of like it. I kind of like that Blazer. I mean, I think that's going to be a good series. Just so much talent between those two teams. Um, but I, I still think that th- this is the West is a Rockets-Warriors collision course. So many narratives that like people are trying to fight. You know, the Sixers are fighting that narrative of like, what, what, you know, can we get over any hump right now? Like, yeah. You know, and then also uh, the the Raptors have this you know p- playoff you know meltdown meltdown situation. The other one is was and the the Blazers had a ten game losing streak which they got over. Yeah. In the playoffs, and another one is is Paul George in the playoffs? Like, yeah. We you know we he has you know playoff P is yeah. his self. Prescribed nickname, I believe, and you know he had a couple of nice threes late in the game, but wasn't wasn't the guy that they needed him to be. Yeah, and you know you just kind of see what, what kind of takeover he's going to have. He's had a very good year, very very good year. I don't think the Nets are winning that series, but I love the, what the Nets are doing right now. Like that's like that's completely different. They're they're the complete opposite of the Pistons, like a low seed that like they're stocking playoff minutes. They're like going to play in some competitive games. If they steal a series, which I don't think they will, great. But like they're going to make a, they're going to make those guys work for it. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying watching the Nets uh, right now. Um, I'm trying to think of what other like sort of storylines are working. Yeah, talked a little bit about D'Angelo this year and like what uh, I mean, how he, uh, how Magic basically said he wanted a leader, and then Magic d- deals D'Angelo. D'Angelo goes awesome, and then Magic, wow, lead, ma- Magic leaves the team as I mean, a leader. I mean, like you it's just a weird the whole thing with him being a yeah. snitch yeah. and all yeah. Yeah. the drama he had out here in L.A. and just kind of how that's played out, which also goes to show just the change of scenery for anybody in life. Where Brooklyn at? What about Denver taking an L that first game? 
Not surprised. I mean, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm a little surprised to be honest because they've had such a good year. But they, they're they're sort of a team that's they're they're, they're, t- they're getting tested. They're they're the Atlanta Braves last year of the NBA. They, they're not they, ready yet. They're not ready yet. They overachieved, but this is all good for them. I I, I don't think that they uh, necessarily lose this series, but they they're they're not. Yeah, it's. I mean, again. It, it would be a 4-1 matchup for Rockets-Warriors. Like Essentially, to me, I believe the next round is the Western Conference Finals. Is the number one Denver Nugget memory Dikembe lying on the floor yeah. holding a basketball? <laughs> yeah. <That's> the... <laughs> so I don't want to see them lose as a 7C and someone else doing that to them. Either, I want... either that or Carmelo Anthony just embarrassing himself in a Western Conference Finals with yeah. Chauncey Billups and a prime Kenyon Martin and Nene and like that... And JR and a young JR Smith, athletic JR Smith, just getting embarrassed by Kobe, r- raped by Kobe and Kobe in Denver. <laughs> Call it irony, people. Oh no! I feel a little more relaxed today. I'm not going to lie, guys. Without without the cameras, yeah, you be yourself. I feel not that I mean, I, I'd appreciate if you put your pants back on, but that's me. <laughs> you know, not that I can't be myself. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a, it's a different vibe in here. If you guys saw the setup, Prano is sitting on a bar stool, facing Tug and I. Tug and I are on opposite ends of the couch. I'm wearing my tiger red, and I brought some sparkling red champagne to celebrate, but when there's no camera, so what's the point? What's I mean, you point? brought champagne. I did. That's absolutely ridiculous and amazing at the same time. I don't want to get back to tiger, but I did it for all for all the dirt balls. You did it for <laughs> all the dirt tiger. balls? Yep. And, and I don't want to get back to tiger either, but I have to ask about- Did you about, drive here, Tug? I did drive. I, yeah. I have to ask That about, was for Tiger. He, yeah. brought, he brought champagne and he's driving. <laughs> well, it's a sweet it's a sweet one. I was going to have like one sip. What's the family situation like when when the Masters is going on? Like like does the wife like what what are the wife and kids doing? I'm my, my family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife got very mad at me yesterday. Okay. We had a very I said cuz they moved up the golf time. <laughs> and I said I said, "Honey, I'm watching the Masters until 11 o'clock in the morning." And it ran over. Yeah, and I was supposed to, to watch. It was supposed to be my turn to watch these kids, and it did not. I said, "Get out of the house and let me watch the Masters." Evil Tug came yeah, out. Evil Tug came out, and I. She's like, "You, you, you told me 11. I said, "No, I told you I'm watching the Masters." So it became like a, you know, you know, what's, you know you're parsing words. Prano, have you met Tug's wife yet? Yeah. See, I haven't, and I feel like there's a reason. Didn't she bring you over a bottle of wine? But I wasn't here. Oh, really? Okay. You don't. I don't want. I don't want you to ever meet. And, and, and that's what I figured. <laughs> I figured you. You so then, did your wife leave with the children? She did in a, in a huff. And where did you go? Just out, like out, like literally to sit the outside the door. <laughs> yeah. no. no, can we come back in now? No, they went to like the park for a little bit, and then you know it ended. I, 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 and I like every other person. I brought my son in, my two year old. I said, "Hey, I want you to watch this. Like, yeah. look, look at Tiger. He won. He's holding his son, and he was like, "Yay!" And so. Now I have another Tiger fan. Yeah, and then no matter what Tiger does, ten years from now, that guy's your son's gonna be yelling at somebody on the internet. I ordered four swoosh shirts right off the bat. (laughs) I will say that is something that I never thought about until right this moment. That would be something to look forward to as far as a parent brainwashing your children. (laughs) Oh, it's all you do. Yeah, Yeah. that literally is what parenting is. Right, just brainwashing your kid. Oh yeah, and it's brainwashing him. However, you you're right because I see with my brothers, my one brother, his son. Likes airplane, like he, my brother Brad. That's the joke. We're like, you have brainwashed. I mean, he's Bra- brainwashed. This is a new one. Brainwashed. No, I like brainwash even yeah. better. <laughs> I mean, if you look at my refrigerator, his five-year-old son, who's adorable, literally draws pictures of planes bombing me, which is kind of jacked up if you think that's about. That's not it. nice. 
But it's like he's brainwashed him so much that he's joked about bombing me. Which, come on, what are we doing here? Like, like this is the lessons we're teaching our kids. I'm gonna brainwash my son into being a pass first point guard. That's what I'm gonna do. That's gonna be my brainwashing. Pass first, buddy. Who, who we got in the lineup tonight for Monday night for the NBA? Who's who's playing tonight? We got. We go back to our Saturday games. Yeah, not, not all of them. They split them up right. a little bit. Brooklyn at Philly. Ooh, so, so right back into a goodie, I think. Yeah, yeah five o'clock. I'll probably just be starting my track to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> That's at that right. Point. Now, are you a are you a Nets fan at all with Joe Harris? I do like Joe Harris a lot. He was at the game. I saw him at the Final Four, and he, you know he's taking photos with literally everyone. Just like, seems like the nicest dude. You could tell that even after he won the three point contest that he's a really great guy. Um, I am rooting for because he also similar to Redemption. You know he was drafted in the second round by Cleveland, and you know he got dropped and he had to spend some time in the G League. And you know you I root for people like that. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I believe in redemption. I'm a redemption. I'm a redemption guy. That, that makes complete and utter I'm, sense. And Tom. I'm also a G League guy. Yeah. Um, and, and the picture thing seems like a good guy. Seems like a guy worth rooting for. That's right. It's, yeah. That's correct. And who was in the second game tonight? The Clippers Warriors. Clippers Warriors. Clippers don't stand a chance in that series. To me, I feel like this is the game. This is the, they're, they're going to cover. The, they're going to cover the spread tonight. But no way they win. I don't no think they'll win, they but no they'll cover. They but the Lions feel so inflated. Yeah. Is uh, this it, the last year in Oakland? Yes. It's disgusting. Why? It's just disgusting what San Francisco is doing to their teams. Have you seen? Have you been to Oakland? <laughs> yeah, but it's always That's been, disgusting. It's always well. First of all, Oakland's getting gentrified too. Yeah, it's always been in Oakland. To move the new football stadium all the way out of Santa Clara. That's that's much more egregious. I agree than, than what they're doing with. I agree, the Warriors. but I find both of them offensive. The Santa Clara thing is yeah, it's, it's probably the biggest mistake in. Professional sports, I think, because Candlestick was already in a fucking middle of nowhere anyway. Like, there's yeah. pl- you could they could have totally done the giant stadium. They just built a built a brand new stadium right next to Candlestick. Call it Candlestick. It, it, it would have been there's no reason that they shouldn't have done that. And, and they doubled but down. Oakland refuses to do anything for anybody. They've refused to fucking. There's a mound on the field when the football game happens. Yeah, there's, you're you're a running back. You're running sewer, ten, ten inches of dirt. There's like pipes breaking, yeah. sewer leakages in the dugouts. Yeah, it's not good. They have great dollar dollar Wednesday dollar dogs for for like the matinee games. It's, uh, Is that what they do for fun. the for the for the A's? Yeah. Some of these stadiums are st- finally starting to figure it out. I went and I looked. You know, we've complained a lot on this show. I looked at the Padres. They have a deal now. I don't know if they've always had this, where it's like twenty dollar family pack deal, where you know, especially someone like you who's got a family, you go down to the game, twenty bucks gets you like a drink a hot dog, a pretzel. And I'm like, finally, you're going to have like a deal because these stadiums are just, Joe and I always say how ridiculous. I mean, Tug was just telling us about the pimento sandwiches down at yeah. Augusta. Uh, I, had, I had a friend mail me one. Hopefully, it'll be here soon. Yeah, like a holds. large beer. I think it was $5 at the at um, Augusta. So it's cheap. Very affordable. And and, and Arthur Blank has done that with, uh, with the, the whatever. Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz, yeah. yeah. Like, apparently, it's you know awesome for, for fans. Yeah. Except Chick Fil A is closed because we Sunday no faggots on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. As a, as a quote, I was quoting somebody. So. You, you, you were quoting somebody. Yeah. Chick Fil A. You know, I'm going to go on record. I've done this on Twitter. I'm just going to go on record right now on audio. Chick Fil A is the most overrated, overpriced garbage. Come at me, bros. 
Is it overpriced? Yes, it's completely overpriced. The fact that they do not have a dollar value. This is 2019. You need an extra value meal. You need a dollar value. It's, <laughs> it's, that's it's, that's it's, the sign of modernization. It's absurd. This extra value meal. It's absurd. It's 2019. We need 99 cent fries. Yeah. You need a, you need a nine. Minimum wage is now $15, so they sell dollar items. Like I'm just saying, you know, you go, you go to any of these spots, Burger King or Wendy's or McDonald's, I can get a, I can get a dollar McChicken. You go to... Which is basically mayo on a bun. Yeah. You know what? Chick-fil-A is the most overrated shit ever. It really is. It's delicious, though. It's not delicious. And for the record, now that we're talking food... I, I like the Polynesian sauce, personally. I just want to say, for any Cincinnati dirtballs, uh, I know I have an uphill battle. Unlike Tiger, I have humility. I was embarrassed. I knew I was embarrassed in the LA Marathon. I'm going to try my best to beat this. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would really like if somebody was waiting at the finish line with some cheese conies. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. I know it's going to be a struggle for me. Isn't the cheese going to get caught in your braces and the rubber bands? <laughs> the braces would happen after. I would love somebody waiting at the Cincinnati Marathon finish line with some cheese conies. Well, your family lives there, so why don't you... <laughs> like- because it'd be nice to see some dirt balls. Okay. You know, I'm just putting it out there in the universe. It'd be nice to have, I believe Gold Star does a, a 20 pack of cheese conies. I'm not going to eat 20, but, you know, we can, we can all share. Tug, who's your NBA finals and NBA champion? I'm going to stick with the Warriors. It's another, another big series of the Rockets. I, I like the Rockets' call, though. I'm going to go Raptors. Raptors? And Warriors. Raptors, Warriors. This could just be different because I think you and Bucks, right? I'm, I'm going Bucks. And 100%, finals. No, 100% not happen. So I obviously right. have to go yeah, off yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It does hurt my chances. Yeah. Prano's not going to like this. I'll tell you what. No, you better not. Get the, <laughs> stay the fuck away from me. If you do it, I'll, I'll, I won't do the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, burn, so you light my money on fire, how dare you? You're Mr. Like, till somebody beats the Warriors, till somebody beats them. No one's still beating the Warriors, till somebody beats the Warriors. Don't you fucking dare. There's a lot of cracks in that armor this year. You know, they had some losing streaks. They have, what, a four game losing streak at one point? You know, they went three, and, three out of ten at one point. So sorry, Joe. This is a ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just saying, the Warriors, I never thought I would. I would say this, but I've you're s- Mister D'Antoni's never win a fuck. Can't even win a series. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Relax. I'm just, I'm just kind of airing it out right now. I'm thinking it through here live on the show. I think that this would be the year that the Warriors go down. I think I don't know what's going on in the head of Kevin Durant. I think there's a lot in his head as far as next year, which you know obviously is a huge decision. I don't think he's going to stay in Golden State. Um, I'd agree with you that it's either Warriors or Rockets. From a fan standpoint, I want to see the Warriors go down because they are the villain. They are the evil empire. So have them go down to the Bucks. <laughs> I'll be rooting for the Bucks. Like I, I, the yeah. Bucks are America's team this year. I think led by a Greek. How about this? I just won't say it, or do you want me to say it? Just say it. We need it on record. So they would play in the second round, the Rockets, Warriors. I want to see Joe cry. He wasn't emotional with Tigers win yesterday. I want to see the tears flow. I have a 12-1. Right I told everybody to take him a 12-1. to 
in that moment, and he was like, not happening. He literally goes, not happening. That was three fucking six weeks ago. Well, you know, I changed my mind. I'm a fickle guy. Well, who is it? Give, it to, f- give it to us. Give us the okay, finals. I'll stick with the Warriors. Thank well, God. I'm done. Because the more I think about it, they do have five all-stars. But it doesn't mean I'm not rooting against them. Great. So you got Warriors, Bucks. Is that, if, is that your finals? And if it's Warriors, Bucks, I would go Warriors again. Yeah. For another title. We'll, we'll change again in the semifinals. Can we talk about how uh, Luke Walton? Yeah, of course. Immediately snatched up by the Immediate. Kings. Also, I don't understand the, the the firing. I think is very questionable as well. Um, of Luke Walton? No, no, no. Dave. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Like you, they you, overachieved. You, oh, you plus fourteen on your season win total. What's yeah. the you rationale immediately behind? Fired. What's the rationale behind that? Um, a lot of the talk was that like down the stretch they faltered, and that there was a couple of key games, you know, getting blown out by terrible teams and whatever but guess what that's what happens when your team's super young these guys play 30 games a year in college now they're in the nba and they're playing 82 in the western conference yeah in the western conference i yeah i thought that was a stupid fire Dave jerger jerger you're not gonna work here anymore yeah. <laughs> he I, I i i thought that was a reckless firing uh he like look what he like people are all on the kings everybody's on the kings everybody's on the kings and then like the coach is the problem? What's hilarious is the Kings have been for years seen internally as a, just a, a, a joke. Yeah. Just a joke. And Luke Walton thinks he's so happy to immediately, like, I mean, yes, he got fired, but like he couldn't have jumped faster at this job. Yeah. It's a much because, better because situation. He thinks it's a better situation. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. still a joke yeah. by all accounts. And, and the, it is a much better situation yeah. talent-wise and going yeah. forward and, and not having the pressure of being the coach of the Lakers. But if the Kings are firing coaches, I mean, how secure is Walton's job? I mean, like we're, we're, there's a few former player GMs now that are – I mean, Vladdy's got – like it seems like he has a lot of authority in that system. Yeah. I don't know whether that's going to work. It hasn't – I mean, there's some improvements, but, you know, they – they're not perfect. They've had some weird um, veteran signings. I think they signed what's his face uh, um, from the Spurs, who was on the Pacers, and uh, what's his name from Indianapolis went to IUPUI. George Hill. George Hill. They signed George Hill for like right. a big, deep, right. big contract. Right. Yeah, that they had to dump. But um, I was like Stephen Jackson. Yeah, but um, we'll see with that. But also, but like Jerry West, probably cream of the crop. Magic was a bust. Former player El- Elton Brand is interest. The jury's still out. I guess seeing yeah, him as a GM, but, sure. made, but made some moves, took some shots. Paxson, Ainge, yeah, Ainge is. I think is doing pretty well. So we'll see. Uh, you know, Kerr obviously a terrible GM and wasn't great. Yeah, went back into broadcasting. He went for he went for late career Shack and Mike D'Antoni's he did, offense. He did late career Shack. Can we bring it back to the Lakers for a minute with this current situation? But I love how you alerted. I was actually I was I was mid running, and and I saw that alert that, that you texted Joe and I when it happened. Ty Lue season. Oh, I know. You guys, you guys got a ton of love for that uh, that little video with uh, Ty, Ty Lue stepping over Luke Walton. You know what's funny? I was running. I was doing those my dreaded 
hill run up the Palisades, and this shit was happening. And I was like mid run, and I was like, "Fuck!" I like texted Nick D'Alessandro. I'm like, "Yo, dude, I got an idea. We gotta do this." I was like, "I'm mid running, so I just gotta let you know quick. Can we, can you replace the faces of Luke Walton and Ty Lu with Allen Iverson and and Ty Lu?" <laughs> yeah, I go because that's the joke. Which then again, social media. People were like, dude, like people were literally people were responding like Ty Lue was the one on the ground. I'm like, that is the joke. It's role reversal. Anyway, Ty Lue, we agreed that is not the best coach, but he, look, he won a title with the Cavs. So if he lets LeBron do what he wants to do, is that the worst hire? It's not the worst. I actually think the momentum has shifted to Monty Williams a little bit. Um, the Sixers. Y- well, yeah, whatever. Well, I'm not even sure where he is. Isn't I mean, he assistant yeah, on the yeah. Sixers? Sixers right now. I mean, he had, he had you know he lost his wife a couple of years ago tra- tragically, and, and, and but everyone respects him and know he, he's a good coach. I have no idea what the answer is going to be with the Lakers. I, I mean, I think I think the answer for the Lakers should be going the like. It, it seems like Monty Williams would be put being put in a situation of being a first year coach that has to win immediately. All the pressure of LeBron. Obviously, it doesn't matter if they, unless they improve their roster. And now their president of basketball operations is gone, and as Plinka is staying, I guess. Yep. But uh, I would have thought that they would have got like done the Godfather offer and tried to like steal somebody's coach or tried to, you know, you know. I know he owns part of the team, but like Riley back. And for for thirty percent of the Lakers and yeah. the president of basketball operations and whoever he wants, you know, and he fucking brings Polster with like some crazy thing where they go and get somebody who's like going to change everything. Move Jerry West back across, yeah, town. You know what's fascinating about the Lakers is that did we talk about this? La- everything runs together for me. Did we talk about this last episode. I know I was talking about this uh, at the Sycamore Tavern with one of the comics. The Lakers are they're they're a family owned business that doesn't have other business interests. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's very rare nowadays where the bus family's business is the team. And you don't see that in most pro sports teams now. Another example is maybe the Cincinnati Bengals. I like I can't yeah. think of many other ones. I'm sorry. The Maras in football. The Maras of football, okay. So so that's so that's another good example. But my argument could be Cherry. A lot of these family-owned teams now seem to be like they're not making the best business decisions because it's not like a guy who bought a team who put other people in place. Is there anything to my argument that that might be the case? Like the my, my point is the the buses are not making a lot of the right moves. Clearly, well, it's all like you know Jerry Bus was you know one thing, and now that's what I'm saying. It's like. People, it's just been handed over, and that's my point. It's it's been handled with incompetence. You know, this, you look at the Steinbrenners, kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In the Yankees, it's like the the answer is probably just like. But you le- consider Cashman a success, right? Like he's not. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like to like to what extent they they have Steinbrenner? Like you didn't need to be left with a handbook. To understand what George Steinbrenner does, go like get the best free agent every year, so, uh, deal our farm system away at the signing break, and just like win the World Series. 
and sure. whatever. Like, and now they they've been sort of playing the penny pinching game. Not not like they're playing. Not they're the Mets, and they're like doing a small market team thing. But they're like, oh, we don't have to be like. I can't remember a year when Steinbrenner was actively unsuspended, where the Yankees didn't have the mo- spent the most money. Where they're like, well, the number that we have to spend is one dollar more than the Red Sox and two dollars more than the Dodgers. It's like we're not going to be outspent. We're not going to go for it any less. And you know, the bus, Jerry Bus, obviously, like, but he put, you know, he had Jerry West. He was putting the right, right. people in place. That's what I'm saying. These family-run teams, I feel. But you also got to have a team full of stars if you're just going to be like fucking hot broads in like the forum VIP booth with Jack Nicholson before and after games. Like now you turn it over to your daughter who nurse and your son and they're like splitting responsibilities and she's in charge of this and he's in charge of that. You just need a guy. And some of the Lakers are are fall prey to like the entertainment I, you know, ideals of LA, which is like what, what now? When now? Because yeah, they, they did the, the Kobe thing crushed them. The Kobe deal. Two year, forty million, eight million, or whatever. So that was like a thank you. Danny's like listening. Listen to this bird. Fucking crow is annoying the yeah. shit out of me. It's Game of Thrones, man. But it's a, look, it's a bad omen. These guys, they, they're like, we want to win championship now. They actually didn't draft that badly, right? They didn't draft we that right. badly. But they just, they just didn't get inch, no development, no chance to give these guys to play together, and then bring in a piece or two to help the the, the core. They just abandoned ship. It's a good point. Yeah. They, there was no patience. No patience. Yeah, very, very like we, you know, we got to get back to 2010 and 2008 and Kobe and blah 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 and like, I mean, they couldn't dump D'Angelo faster. Couldn't and Julius Julius yeah. Randall. Yeah, and D'Antoni, they bring in a guy who has like a system. They don't let him run a system. They give him a bunch of pieces that don't fucking work for. Them. They give him Dwight Howard and a hobbled Kobe. Right, and then they're like, "Nah, you're the worst." I mean, do you remember when D'Antoni was here as a Lakers coach? Barely. The Lakers fans were like, "This, he's the worst coach in the history you, of basketball." Yeah. You almost forget that D'Antoni. You absolutely, yeah. absolutely do forget. It's you, wild. You do forget. I mean, Steve Nash could barely walk. Yeah. It was a hobble team, which is funny. Do you guys remember? They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was Kobe, Nash, and Howard. People thought they were going to win a title. Yeah. And you saw that this year where it's like, we, we bring in LeBron, and we'll figure it out. Like, there's no plan in place. Right. Yeah. It was like we we we, we got a st- It's so Hollywood. It's like, we're going to be a star. And that's why the magic thing. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's why the magic thing was so r- ridiculous is like, everybody's putting it on LeBron the the way that was like oh and now he's trying to send his whole team for Anthony Davis it's like when you bring LeBron and you've got Luke Walton and you've got Magic like isn't it obvious that your only plan is then like ship everybody out for a star like the the, the idea that that was like a surprise yeah. to anybody it's like of course that's their plan when really the plan should be like the way Jerry West does it it's like yeah we'll get LeBron but we're also going to get like this sneaky guy that you don't know is fucking awesome, and then we're going to keep the little pieces. And next thing you know, we're the Clippers, you know. But with like, if LeBron was on this Clippers team, they're a contender. Yeah, because I mean, the Lakers also dumped my 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 buddy, the seven foot uh, young kid, to these Clippers for uh, what's his name? Uh, he, I want to say Vujicic, but that's yeah, not it. yeah, is it? No, it, it's. I, mean, I know who you're talking about. Vucic, Vucic, no, my what is my it? brain is so dead. I'm talking Tiger for now. Yeah. I yeah. can't think straight. But like, he was playing great basketball. He was good. It just, it just, it just, just dealt him. Like it's crazy. He's playing to the me. best basketball he's ever played. Yeah. 
So I just I, I don't know. I'm just like I mean I'm not, I'm not a Lakers guy, so I don't care that much. Yeah. Other than to say like, you know, you need to have some sort of plan in place. Other than like, let me just spend one year get LeBron and think LeBron's going to come and you know change the world. I think you could almost pose this, and I, I actually I think this is good for the Lakers down and out this year, next year redemption story. Everybody, <laughs> oh, yes. everybody loves a comeback. I will be in. I've never been a Lakers fan, but I love redemption so much. <laughs> you do. I will abandon all my fandom you for anyone else. Redemption I will, stories. Yes. I actually search the internet. I put my kids to bed I, at night, and I look around, and I, I Google redemption sports. Is it, and whoever has like a redemption in like the Premier League, I root for that team. Is it true that you're like highly anticipating a uh, Bill Cosby comeback comedy tour? Absolutely. I've already bought tickets at a couple of uh, theaters. Yeah. Just He's, waiting. His for wife it. is sewing small sweaters for their sons. <laughs> Buy all the uh, the yogurt, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, Jello. You my Jello. Fat- <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the yogurt. <laughs> I love redemption. You love. Maybe that should be my. Po- I've been thinking about like my my own podcast, and like Whoa! maybe it's like. Maybe it's like redemption song. I just play yeah. Bob Marley off the top, and I just ta- take my topic as like redemption. This could be it, guys. DS Redemption. I think by the end of 2019, you're going to be living on this couch. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I need to pod. I need to pod. I need to get away from my kids. This will be my last podcast on the Dirty Sports. I mean, unless Joe needs me to, to step in for. I need. To, I need. To, I feel like I'm oversaturating myself. I need to step back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to possibly by the end of 2019, where you're just you're just the co-host. <laughs> no, that's what you want. I know that's what you want. I write you the letter. Yeah. I leave <laughs> yeah, it in exactly. There. Yes, it's like Bush to Clinton. I know. Well, before we wrap up this episode, we have to talk Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. I, we talked a little bit off air. I'm very excited for this. Contract deadline was today. Supposedly, he turned down the biggest deal in football history. Supposedly. And uh, the rumor Cause, is... Because he hates the Seahawks that much. I don't know what his deal is, honestly. I don't know what Russell Wilson's deal is. I think Russell Wilson thinks... He's as good as Andy Ruther thinks he is. Which is what, Joe? Explain that to me. I think I think Russell Wilson thinks he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. And obviously thinks he's the best quarterback in the NFL if he thinks he should get paid the most money. Well, he's currently the 12th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so basically, if the deal isn't done, he would play through this season. I understand not wanting to play quarterback uh, when you're terrible at handling a pass rush without a new deal. So let me just say that in his defense. If I was as bad at handling a pass rush as well, Russell I don't Wilson, think he is terrible at handling a pass rush, but that's fine. We can agree to disagree. Like well, we that's always not an have. agree to disagree situation. He gets sacked more than any quarterback. He's 100% per, per going to the Giants. I think he is. The timing could not be more perfect. I think he is too. He's not going to sign, and the Giants are going to. This is going to be amazing for your friendship. Uh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Here, here's why. Here's you want you want to you want to pray now for Dicks? Please. Why? If Russell Wilson goes to the Giants, he doesn't play the full season. He gets hurt. He's never and, missed a game yet. Yeah, I know. And suddenly, everybody fucking... And suddenly, everybody will wake up to the invincible robot that has been the quarterback of the New York Giants for the last 15 years. The, his, his unhuman ability to stay alive behind the offensive lines he's had in New York. And... Mr. fucking scrambly pants will dislocate his shoulder. And I'll have to play. I'll have to have fucking 
God knows who their backup is because I don't think they're keeping Eli Manning around to back up Russell Wilson. All I can think about is Russell Wilson opening up a, a pant company. You know how like juicy you write juicy on the on the butt of yeah. the pants, and it just says scramble. Yeah, I think scramble, scramble pants. pants could be yeah. an amazing endeavor for Russell Wilson in New York. Look for dirty sports sake. The thought of Russell Wilson. I've said this before. Going to your Giants is like a podcast match made in heaven it really is it really is uh and and for his skill set it's, it's also a great fit i mean got they, a have, running they, back. Have, they have the premier running back for a quarterback who needs to hand the ball off more than any quarterback in football so that will that'll work out well the digs the digs he takes at my boy russ you know what you know what you get with russ you get an impeccable deep pass thrower you get a guy with very good accuracy. He's going to stay on the field. I know you think he won't. He hasn't missed a game in six or seven years. Knock on wood. Uh, if I'm Seattle, I don't know because, you know, it's good that Tug's here because you guys talk about this all also the time. Golden Tate. You know, we should bring that back. Is that not a factor? That's I forgot about that. It's yeah. a good point. Uh, you know, we talk about giving these quarterbacks these big deals. So what do you do? You're the Seattle Seahawks. You're Pete Carroll. What do you do? There's nothing you can do. If you offer him the most money and he says no. And he was offered the most money. Yeah, then, then there's nothing you so can do. So then what's his issue? And I think, I'm wondering if it's partly... Because his wife wants to move li- to New York. Lifestyle related, yes. Sierra wants to like say, I can't do, you know, we, we, I want to spend more time with you. Let's do it in a place where I can make money. You can be in more commercials. That's what you want your quarterback. A guy's being led around by his fucking wife. Yeah, I've said that before. I like Russell Tom Brady is, and he's got a ring. I've said... Multiple rings. I've said he's a cuck. I've never denied that. Russell Wilson's a cuck. You think Tom Brady's led by his wife? I I think happily so. I mean, I don't think he has a problem with (laughs) with being led around. All he does is win. Right. And he's got a wife who probably makes more money than him per year. I think he's fine with it. So you want no part of Russell Wilson on your team? I want no part of Russell Wilson for the most money ever that's ever been paid to an NFL player. The f- the sixth pick in the draft and the seventeenth pick in the draft and the thirtieth, you know, pick in the draft next year or whatever it is, and like two third rounders, like whatever their ask is going to be. No, I don't. I don't want part of like a huge deal for Russell Wilson that then makes him. And, and then suddenly we're paying him more than we've ever paid a quarterback, than anybody's ever paid anybody in the history of the league. Are we thinking that if they don't Be, get a deal... Why? Because I think he's overrated and have been standing on that soapbox screaming it for as long as anybody has been... Well, listen to me. No, we all know. But are, they, are we thinking they're not, they're not... He won't play out this deal. They figure they can't re-sign him. They're, they'll deal him. And they'll deal him for the whatever you have, six overall, probably, and, and something else. And the 17 else. we yeah. got for Odell Beckham. Got you. Two first-rounders this year. And then you guys and Pete Carroll will be like, "Oh, we get Kyler Murray, yeah. We, so and then I can take my two things and swing it for Kyler Murray, and now I can have a young athletic quarterback for cheap that'll do anything I say, and I can build a defense and a running game." He goes, "Yeah, we're gonna win the Super Bowl." So it's not big, a bad call. The, the big thing with Russ, you might be able to explain this better, Tug. I'm kind of perusing uh, an article right now on uh, USA Today. is is about the salary cap, right? Have you guys seen this? 
that he's the first player that's basically saying... Like, he, fuck this out. I want all my money. Well, no, he's projecting... He's projecting the raise and the rise in the cash. Oh, he, so he wants yeah, that money he, now because he, he thinks he thinks uh, betting revenue is going to start affecting. Yes, um, yes. He thinks betting revenue is going to affect teams and, and add inject more money. Yes. into the NFL. So raising the salary cap. He's exactly. Yeah. He, and Russ, I'm and I'm betting he's not getting more athletic as he gets older. He hasn't started standing in the pocket and delivering yet. So beat it. Not interested. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Tiger's mock turtle. Were you into it? No. <laughs> That's the one question I think that the Nike going mock turtle form for a couple days in a row. I don't know if people are ever going to buy into the mock I don't, turtle. I don't mind it. I got to say, I hate the red more than anything. It's not, it's I know not, it's his thing, but yeah. it's like you would almost think like you'd almost think that then he would have the. Like remember when Luke Skywalker like went black? Yes. Like you'd think you'd think Tiger would have like late career Sunday where Gary Player took black. Phil has black. It's better than Rick, Ricky has orange, which I just don't like. I, I this is I mean I know we went to Oklahoma State, but like you're like dude, I'm my own man now. I'm not gonna wear orange. Yeah. Who wears orange? In in your adulthood, if you're not rooting for a team, like where's the tiger stripes? Like orange and black. That'd be kind of cool. His name's fucking Tiger. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. Someone said this on. Uh, How do we get back here? Can we, I'm just gonna, can, can, I, can we just track? Are, are we talking? Or we're, and suddenly we're talking about half breed cucks. No, no, Again. no, <laughs> no. It's gonna be famous you, for 500 years, Tiger. You know Russell Wilson's headed to the Giants. You know it. I don't know it. I don't know. Uh, it's karma. It's fitting. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'd be, I'd be upset and. Uh, I think that it would be... Really? I mean, you still have a quarterback in his prime. Right. And you already said it. He would be a good match with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So why would you not want that? Because we're not a complete enough... We're not a quarterback away from winning. That's not what we are. And suddenly, we don't have any money to spend on anything else that we do need. We're not a quarterback away from winning. And I stand by, like, everyone who wants to throw Eli Manning under the bus... It's an, this is another great example. Another great example of a guy who's been nothing but the f- most fantastic person. Nothing. Humble. Says all the right things. Yes. Retard face. Fucking loser. The the reason the Giants suck. Not, no truth to any of this. Does he have a trashed? Doesn't he have a jersey authentic jersey scandal? Yeah. He had a, he had a, he had a scandal where digging deep, Tug. Yeah, he, well, he did. Deep. He did. No. I'm just I'm just saying. No, I know. Yeah. He, had a, he had a scandal where he did a deal with like fucking Steiner Sports or whatever, and they demanded like that he give them like three game worn helmets a year and three game worn. And he goes and he said, "I have one helmet, and I won the Super Bowl in it. Give him a helmet that was the other helmet that I didn't wear." Or that, some shit that like that. That sounds... How can you root for that guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's... Well, the Giants are not a quarterback away from winning. It, the Giants have a quarterback that has maybe not as competent as he once was, but was plenty competent the last few years behind the a horrific Hold on, let me ask line. you this, though. Let me ask you this. Let's just get to the bare bones of this discussion. You go from Eli... How many, how many games did the Giants win last year? Three. Three or four? Five. Five games. 
What's the win total going from Eli to Russell Wilson? This, and, this, and, this, he, Russell Wilson would become Russell Wilson uh, in the NFC East. Now, suddenly, we're the nine-win team that loses in the first round of the playoffs. Yay! So, and then we're blaming it on how they gave Saquon the ball so, hold on so a much and they didn't so, let So, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's, that's the reason I'm asking. So, you're saying the team does win more games under Russell Wilson? If, if the team improves in terms of just a... a an overall growth. Saquon second year, the defense is a little bit better. If the defense sucks and the offensive line is as bad as it was, which it's not possible for it to be as bad as it was, Russell Wilson going to win seven games in New York. But you you agree that he's an upgrade over current Eli? Slight upgrade. See, that's I find that ridiculous. Well, look at any number you want to look at. Yeah, we can. We can. What do you you're uh, look at any number you want to look at besides touchdowns because the Giants can't fucking move the ball and can't and can't stay on the fucking field. Look at completion percentage. Look at yards per attempt. Look at all of it. Look at it all. Look at their look at their yearly everything year in and year out. Russell Wilson and Eli Manning grossly comparable. I can't believe we're here again <laughs> at this conversation. I can't because, believe it. But here's why. Here's the here's the here's the answer. Here's the answer. Why isn't Russell Wilson already the highest paid player in football? What's happening? Well, he was clearly they're, they're trying to make him. Yeah, I was saying he was offered. <laughs> he got the so, offer. So now, so now he's not ever signing with the Seahawks. You put it at zero percent chance that he's a Seahawk. If Andy, what Andy says is to be believed, but I'm saying he might think he deserves more money than they offered him. Yeah, and that right? to me sounds more like a Russell Wilson issue. Yeah, it also sounds like. They're like, we're, we don't value as much as you value you. I mean, to think, though, that he's a slight upgrade. Well, he's, he's trying to do like, implied odds in gambling where he's like, I, I, like the, the, the de- I want the deal that's going to happen four years from now. Yeah. Because the, the revenue is going to be in, in, in better. Right. And also, better. and also, this just the number. Yeah, he wants to be the highest paid player. In football, but that was Matt Stafford two years ago. Yeah. That was Kirk Cousins this summer. That was like that just keeps being the quarterback who comes up and gets it. Yeah. Now I want all of this, and Pete Carroll's like, I mean, I'll do. It. If the Giants are giving me the six and seventeen, I I think I think Pete Carroll's happy to do it. He's letting Russell Wilson throw the ball fucking seventeen times a game. How confident is Pete Carroll in Russell Wilson when he's throwing the ball seventeen times a game? It's a passer league. I don't think it's a lack of confidence in Russell Wilson. I just think Pete Carroll knows what wins. And look, they won 10 games. Well, what wins if you're the Patriots is throwing the ball four times a game. And what wins if you're the Chiefs is throwing the ball 50 times a game. And what wins if you're the Rams is throwing the ball 30 times a game. What wins if you're the Seahawks is defense and running the football. Those examples you just used actually aren't necessarily true. Both the Rams and the Patriots... Different game plans because they had running games. Sometimes wouldn't throw the ball that much. They'd run the ball. They'd adapt. I mean, Tom Brady threw one touchdown pass the entire playoffs. So I'm just saying, like, look, man, we're gonna. Do you think there's a game last year where Tom Brady threw the ball 17 times or less? No, there probably isn't. But I also know that, in my opinion, they hold Russell Wilson back too much. I think. Well, your opinion is different than wildly successful football coach 
Pete Carroll's decision. Uh, 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 like, and, and that's fine. I'm not calling yeah. my. I'm not saying I'm smarter than Pete Carroll by any means. I'm saying you're very much not smarter than. Pete okay, Carroll. let me ask you a question that is more interesting to me. Um, if an organization and you're in your Seahawks and someone yeah. says we'll we'll give you six and seventeen overall for Russell Wilson, does that interest you? Yeah, Where, for sure, hundred percent. We've we've all discussed it. You know, we're in a different era now. With the quarterback, with money, I'm not. I'm not a guy saying you. You don't. I'm not okay. A, so now you're now you're the Packers GM. They give you the six and the seventeen for Aaron Rodgers. The six and seventeen for Aaron Rodgers. I've never put Russell Wilson on Aaron Rodgers' level. Well, you're putting him in the same five. You're you're, you're calling him a top five quarterback. So is Aaron Rodgers the only guy you're not doing that deal for? Probably. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I mean, look, I have full confidence in Russell Wilson. That's why I'll be honest. I will be fully honest right now. Part of me wants him to go to the Giants to see how he does on a different team. There's a curiosity factor there. I'm not, you know, you've made the jokes for all these years, Prano, that I'm a Seahawks fan, which is just wildly inaccurate. I'm a fan of the player. I like Russell Wilson. I don't give a shit about the Seahawks. I like watching Russell Wilson play. I would like watching him play on the Giants. In fact, we could get matching Russell Wilson jerseys and watch games together. You're shaking your head. Yeah, no? because I already have an Odell Beckham jersey that I can't wear anymore. I don't need to get to week 12 next year when Scrambly Pants is fucking his, <laughs> his leg coming out of his shoulder. Scramble. Pad. Scrambly Pants. Just, just accept him, Joe. I have no interest. I have no interest. I to me, if I'm the Giants, I'm I'm not giving up the six and the seventeen. Then what are you doing? You drafting a quarterback? Yeah. See, to me, that's interesting because we all agree, right? That it's very hit or miss when you're drafting quarterbacks. Exactly. Extremely hit or miss. Whether you believe Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback or not, we can all agree he's proven himself to be a very efficient NFL quarterback. Agreed. So we all know he's a good NFL quarterback. He's a quality NFL quarterback. Great. I don't want to pay a quality NFL quarterback the most money that's ever been played to a, paid to a football player in the history of the league. So I, I have to agree with Joe. To me, if like and so, I, so what do you do? Like I think if I'm the, the the Seahawks are not winning the Super Bowl this year, so I would I would move Russell Wilson okay. to six and seventeen. That just seems like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and take your shots with you draft two quarterbacks at six and seventeen if you wanted to. Or you could put put those two together and draft anybody you want in the entire league. Like the 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 Cardinals have a quarterback, right? I that's mean, right. I don't know if they're going for Kyler Murray, but like they're they're definitely keeping Rosen if they get the six and the seventeen for it. It's it's sort of like how close are you to to winning? And I don't think either team is that close. So I, I agree with both sides. It's like I, I would take the draft picks because. Give me, teams. give me, give me more money to spend on an offensive line for the guy to block for the guy who already led the team, already led the league in all-purpose yardage, yeah. in you know, in yards from scrimmage last year. But if if Odell Beckham's gone, then we're building around Saquon, Saquon, offensive line, defense. Let's be the Seattle Seahawks. You know why the Seattle Seahawks can't be the Seattle Seahawks? Because they're paying Russell Wilson. That's why every single one of their defenders. And their star running back and everybody on their team that was good is gone. 
because Russell Wilson is getting paid. So now we're becoming the current Seahawks instead of the Super Bowl Seahawks? Sounds horrible. But to me, this sounds, again, more like an NFL issue. Uh, uh, the league on as on a whole of, we've discussed it, the whole quarterback paying situation. That's what this seems like to me of who are we going to pay and for what amount and what does it do to our team? That's it, why I believe you have to trust your evaluation of each player and say, like, everybody wants to paint fucking, you know, the guy who destroyed his cell phone and fucking has a Trump hat in his locker, Tom Brady, as like the, the most charitable guy of all time. It's like, is he charitable for always taking a better deal? Or is Tom Brady smart enough to know his actual value to the New England Patriots? And that, they went four and one with a combination of Garoppolo and Brissett, and they went eleven and five with Matt Castle. And if push comes to shove, your head coach and your GM are the same person. And Bill Belichick's like, dude, no, we're not giving you part of the ownership of the team and this number that's going to account for how the salary cap's going to change in five years. We'll just start Garoppolo. Go to the Niners. Go home. Go. Like, that's the question that you have to, like, is Tom Brady doing this for the better of the team, or does Tom Brady know his actual value? But let me ask you about Aaron Rodgers. I think, I think it's neither of those, to be honest. I, th- I, think he's just, I think he's such a chip on his shoulder to be to be immortalized. Brady. Yes, and I think he also knows that he's that, getting... That comes with Belichick and the Patriots. That's true. That's true. But he's like, yeah, he doesn't want to. He wouldn't want to take the chance of having to go somewhere else and be trying very, to that, chase. That's, his. that's very true because he also he also says, "Hey, look, I know that by giving up some money, I'll get more better players in here. That my coach and yeah. GM can help us make us champions because I'll be immortalized. I'll make money on the back end of that forever. I'm also living with someone who's infinitely rich. Yeah, and I make money on the on the side doing you know selling UGGs. Like he understands." That it will make money for him later, yeah. but um, Russell Wilson's living with a woman who makes plenty of money too. I agree, and he's and like, so what's that, his deal? that woman is also saying, "I want to be in New York." Well, Lala said that Car- you know she wanted to be in New York with Carmelo. How the fuck did that work out? Like this ain't always the best. You're a fucking. I'm not. I'm not saying I, superstar. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that's Keep the situation. Your fucking R and B, fucking no. Pass rush handling fucking scrambly pants off my football team. Well, Joe, you know, I'm looking at the numbers. I, I don't think he's going to be sacked that much more. Eli was sacked 47 times last year. Russell was sacked 51. Russell Wilson was sacked more than Eli Manning. I've been told that Eli Manning is a washed robot. Yeah, but hold on. Let me finish my point. So, so there's a four sack difference. Yeah. And my argument now, would be now which which team in football led the league in rushing last year? The Seahawks did. Because they have a good offensive line. Despite what everybody wants to tell you about how bad their offensive line is, okay. they led the league in rushing. So now, do do the Seahawks year in and year out, is this an actual argument that people are making? Year in and year out, the Seahawks find guys that can only pass rush, or only, pass, or only rush block, not the, pass block? Well, the truth is, I, I don't know enough about the offensive line position. Well, you know, you know very simply that normally... Being the best rushing team and having a good offensive line go hand in hand. Having a good offensive line equals being able to move the defensive line equals moving the ball. 
Well, not necessarily. Eli Manning's offense line sucks dick, which is why he almost got sacked as much do you as, think the Cowboys, as Russell Wilson. Do you think the and, and maybe Tug can hop in here on this? Uh, do you think the Cowboys? Oh, Tug is actually currently opening champagne. Do you think the Cowboys' offensive line sucks? I think they were average last year. Okay, because Dak was sacked the second most. No, did does anybody think Dak's a top five quarterback in the league? Addressed. But my, but my argument is you're, you're using the pass rush thing. And guess who else got sacked a lot? Deshaun Watson. It's almost like the guys that fucking are looking to take off with their legs instead of step up into the pocket and throw a pass are getting sacked more. Like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because he was sacked the fifth most. Yeah. He's right behind Russell Wilson. For, sac- for, I'm giving you an update. I'm just, I'm, I've opened some champagne to celebrate Tiger, but also to numb myself as I listen to a yet another Russell Wilson, Eli Manning not debate. Not, yeah, I'm not even debating. I'm just telling you no, why I have exactly. no interest. I don't, I don't like you saying that. We're not debating. We're, we're, I'm just telling you Andy facts and trying to get him to like understand how they factor in. And I'm responding with facts, too. I'm posing a lot of questions. I'm saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers is sacked 49 times last year. Russell Wilson is sacked 51 times. My, my argument is Aaron Rodgers' team sucked. Do you think Russell Wilson's team was that great last year? Again, Chris Carson and who like who's their running backs? They led the league in rushing. Carson, Mike Davis, Rashad Penny. I mean, this look, is delicious by the way. Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, all these guys. That was the team that led the league in in running the football. Because they had they had a great little trio. They had a you know they had they had guys who fit the mold. We talk about Belichick. I think Pete Carroll's great at doing that. Anyway, that's fine. You don't want him on your team. I, I as, as certainly a, not. I mean, if give him, yes, I do want Russell Wilson on my team. I, of course, I do. I want the Russell Wilson that won the Super Bowl with the Seahawks on my team. A guy that two million dollars. Yeah, two million dollars wasn't even projected to be the starter going into the fucking season before. D- drafted in whatever goddamn round. Third, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Knows his goddamn role. I don't want R&B fucking want to be the highest paid player in football, Russell Wilson, on my team. No, I did not. Thank you. Good day, sir. Tug, how does that taste out of a, of a Rams uh, a Rams cup? This tastes delicious. Does it? I mean, it's a great cup with a great drink, celebrating a great golfer. Now talking about two great football players. Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Hall, they're both Hall of Famers. You're saying Russell Wilson's already a Hall of Famer? One, Eli. <laughs> Eli. <laughs> I was say, even, even I wouldn't have jumped that too quickly. Okay, guys, that's the episode. We've gone on. We had no video today. It was fun. I actually liked the setup. I liked No Chill sitting over there. I enjoyed it. Tug, it's always a pleasure having you. Guys, thanks for having me on. Send your best to the, uh, the family for allowing you out again. Yep, now I'm going back into uh, in the cave. and you'll, you'll see me again. Maybe maybe uh, for NFL, NBA Finals or okay. Draft. Draft is always fun. Cowboys don't have a first-round draft pick, though, so who cares? At Tug Coker. At Tug Coker on Instagram. At Tug Coker on Twitter. Thanks, everybody. At Andy Ruther on Twitter and Instagram. At The Dirty Sports. Uh, and my guy Joe over here, he's on his phone. You can follow him at Fix Your Life on Twitter and at Joe Prano. On the gram, I believe Tug and I are going to be supporting Joe, and you guys should too, this Thursday at the Comedy Store for his Just for Laughs showcase. We got to get our boy up north. 
Let's follow along North, this theme. North of the Wall. Yeah, this Game of Thrones theme. By the way, I want to do a quick shout out, and I tweeted this to Twerks at Wolves. I want to do a quick shout out, now that you mentioned Game of Thrones, to uh, Fat Jason Kidd. I don't know why Fat Jason Kidd, but every time I see Bran on Game of Thrones, because he's always in the corner watching in that wheelchair. Every time I see Bran, I think of Fat Jason Kidd watching us at the Giants-Mets game. So shout out to Fat Jason Kidd. Yeah, shout out to Fat Jason Kidd. Don't know him. Great. Is that it? Yeah. We done? That's it. All right, Dirtballs. Uh, We'll get the calls next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And stay dirty.